The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Two hundred and twenty-two hours. Two hundred and twenty-two hours. Nine days away from the big game in Arizona. Happy Friday, everybody. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, hanging out with you. Thrilled to be with you. See everybody in the chat section. What's up, Jeremy? M Bay, A Dog, James, Eagles, O five three six. Eric, Television Man, Sean Clark, Daz, Darius, Sweens, our girl Chris. What's up, everybody? Ball, how we all doing? How you guys doing? Hey, good, man. Um, before we get things rolling, yes. um, you know, because uh, we're going to have to deal with this all next week. Look at Barrett. He already smiling. No. Now, you know, once he gets out there, he's going to be rubbing it in the sun and the fun. He's of working course. on his tan. He should. To the victory, go so, the spoils. Man. You're right, because I would do the same thing. I ain't going to lie. Yes. But I just want to get my shot in as well. Now, Zach McGurkin, who's an advertising specialist for Ocean Casino, takes care of us every week. Hotel suites, uh, the food. So this morning before our show meeting, he sends me a text. He goes, hey, D-Gun, this is what I'm recommending for food for for game day because uh, you guys need to be well fed. So I said, okay. So he sends me the official request he puts in. Um, He says, it's from Zach. Uh, Oh, somebody sends it to Zach. Hi, Zach. Here's the suggested menu for Super Bowl Sunday. Please let us know if this is something you would like. Feel free to make changes. Mm. So the menu stands at fo- as follows. Kansas City pulled pork barbecue with cheese sauce and mini rolls or preset as sliders, KC spicy french fries, Philly mini cheese steaks or rolls with SHB dipping sauce. I don't know what that is. South Philly Eagles wings with BC dipping sauce. So then I shot back and said, Zach, man, you know, that's awesome. I said, you know what would really top it off if you had some smoked baby back ribs. So Zach, who always takes care of us, and I know Xander's back just salivating right now because Xander will be there also running the show from uh, from the green room, him and Tone. Uh, so I said, you know, it would be a t- topper if you could also add some baby back smoked ribs, but it can't just be any kind of ribs. Oh you got to find somebody that can smoke the ribs. And then he said, you know, 
He goes, that might be hard, but I'll, I'll request it. He said, unless you work in the grill, D-Gun, that wouldn't be a bad idea, except I can't have my clothes smelling like applewood or mesquite wood that's permeating throughout that entire new gallery they have put up, having people have the munchies. You know what I'm saying? All right, so t- Two observations. This yeah. poor guy's doing everything he can yes. to give you like an incredible menu, and yes. it's still not enough. You have to get baby back ribs, number one, okay? Yes. Number two, yes. It only took you like 13 seconds to swing into food. Uh, that yes. was even by your standards, that was impressive, guys. Yes. Right off the top of the yes. shelf. If I, mean, I have to listen to you give a countdown of hours every day, I can talk food, doggone it. <laughs> now, you know what the Bible tells you? Ask and ye shall receive. Seek oh, and ye shall find. Man. If you don't ask, you ain't trying. Barrett, am I telling the truth? You muted. I'm a man. little pissed off that um what? I can't partake in it. <laughs> yeah, me no, you, too. And no, he you knows not. that. He no, he's gonna be in Arizona, man. Seriously, he'll be in Arizona, man. Come Bro, on, wait, what they got in Arizona? They got what? Uh, what? what? In and out. That's all yeah. they got is in and out. No, they, they do don't. have. A, they do. No, have... no, 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 no. Be bro. good barbecue, Barrett. In, uh, in Arizona, yes, yeah. they have good barbecue. My brother, my brother, and my sister-in-law go to this barbecue joint, Barrett. If you don't, people start lining up at like six and seven in the morning, and, line, and I'll, I'll get the names for you. The line is around the block, dude. And if you don't get there by a certain time, by like two o'clock, they're out of stuff by two o'clock. What? Yes. Yeah, I, I think yes. I went to the same place, Derek, and I'm blanking on the name of it. And it, I'll it, get the it, name and yeah, let you know. I'll, I'll see if I can get to get to it too as well. But yeah. but Mexican food, barbecue. I already told Kill. you about the steakhouse, dude. They got great uh, great breakfast spots. Uh, my brother took me up to a breakfast spot in Scottsdale. Oh my goodness! One of the best breakfasts I ever had, man. Yeah, yeah is it food? Arizona's got some food, but so you know what? I ain't feeling bad for you one bit. You got sun, you get free hotel, you get free food, free lodging, rental cars. You out there hobnobbing with Jaws at a cigar bar party. You got all these uh, former athletes. You can be. Ho- you think I feel bad for you one bit because I know what that's like. I've been there many times. Yes. Well, you should, man. You should. I, I I haven't partaken in this stuff before. You know what? I will say this, Rob. Minneapolis, yes. Minneapolis was kind of limited because we didn't want to be outside any longer. I than don't we blame had you. To. I don't. But blame I will you. say, being in the Mall of America, dude, you had everything you needed right in that Mall of America. Every every gift shop you could think of. We never had to go outside except to get in the car to go back to the hotel. Or then we then we walk across the parkway. The hotel was right across the parkway. Uh, yep. Parking lot from the mall. Yep. But once or twice we walked from the hotel. To the actual, um, to the actual uh, um, uh, hotel, America. Yep, Rob. Let me tell you something. I, I can't emphasize enough. I'm from the Midwest. Yeah, I have lived in 25, 30 degree below zero weather. Had to go to school. Had to go outside, shovel snow. But when you move on the East Coast, when you you know it, it gets cold here, but they this ain't nothing. I walked across their parking lot. I mean, I was like, it took me 10 minutes to thought when I got the building. I know. Like, I don't blame you. I, I, like, that to me, I'm sorry, man. Like, there, unless I have to be in a city like that in, in the in the wintertime or whatever, no thank you. I, I Even Chicago, it. which is the the greatest. Yeah. I, 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 I don't need to be where the, I'm in pain when I walk outside. No thanks. I'm Bro, I, I hit a nice little jog every time I went across that damn parking lot. <laughs> It's the fastest you move since your playing days, bro. Bro, it was a nice little joke. I didn't care what I had. I don't care what kind of boxes or bags or whatever, though. I hit a nice little jog running. Bro, you were, bro remember you how cold both. it was? Yeah. Like, I would literally, we would literally wait for a shuttle. There'll be a shuttle that came like every half an hour. Yeah. It was, and, and, and 
I can remember sitting there every half an hour and the shuttle passed by twice. Right. Oh. And we still weren't trying to go oh. across that street. <laughs> hey, the Sills has your hook up there, Barrett. Hooters. Man, you don't want to go to Hooters, man. North 75th Avenue, Avenue in Phoenix. <laughs> you're all set. He you knows I'm a simple man. That's yeah. all. Yeah. You know, get some wings. Yeah. You'll be all right. That's all you I'm need. I'm a simple man. Barrett, yeah. Barrett, correct me if I'm, I'm wrong. Didn't you underdress for that Super Bowl? You didn't have proper winter attire, did you? On the last day, I didn't. On the okay. last day, I didn't bring a big coat or anything because I'm thinking, all right, we're going to be inside. Okay. They fooled me. Yeah. So from walking, the from, yeah. walking from the where the car was to the you know to over to and going through security and everything else to get to the stadium. Yeah. And then walking up a yeah. uh, uh, big hill that's across. I mean, that's like the yeah. stadium. Yes. To get to where we were. It was so cold, man. That I I couldn't believe how cold it was, bro. Because you had to go through all the security, and even though it was indoors, it was actually cold as you know it was, it was like even colder inside than it was outside it was ridiculous man mm. never again will i ever be hoodwinked or bamboozled into being that cold <laughs> rob he had on dress shoes and it was like eight inches of snow on the ground he had on dress shoes Ooh. thin socks Ooh. the rest of us wearing like like timberlands and all these we got hiking boots on and stuff right, oh right. no not not pretty boy floyd i, I didn't know. know any better i pretty, didn't know any better pretty boy oh. floyd when you had a, like a you have a leather coat on something like a yes, yes. a waist leather coat, no yeah. hat, no earmuffs, no nothing. Oh god, and dress shoes. And I'm thinking, you grew up in Missouri, you ain't no real Midwesterner, man. You know better. We're taught from the time we come out of the womb. We're a little warmer in St. Louis, in his defense. A little no, it's bit. not. A little. <laughs> it's not. That was absolutely the worst <laughs> I felt in my life, bro. The worst. It was. It was so cold that it. I'm gonna tell you the truth. It was so cold that even um. Even Ray Diddy, Ray Diddy would, he was so cold, he wouldn't go outside. Like, no, he, 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 he didn't wouldn't. eat. He, he was like, you know what? I'll pass on eating this time. That's how cold it was. That's right. Yeah. We had to walk, we had to walk from the setup, Rob, to this big uh, tent for food, right? Right. It is huge tent set up. Now, think about, you know, how many, how many media is there? So you got the national media, local media, out of town. We're all eating in this tent. It was buffet style. And the food was pretty good. Yeah. The problem was, not only was it cold and snow on the ground, it was raining. The tent was leaking, mm. so you had to you had to dodge because it felt like icicles hitting you in in, in your in your exposed part. So you had to walk from 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 there to get the food, and then turn around and walk back. And I'm wearing thermal gear, and I'm still like, man, I can't wait to get the heck out of there. We, we were there what nine days. I couldn't wait to get my butt yeah. up out of there, man. Can't say I blame you. That's for yeah. sure. I can't blame you one bit with that with that cold, man. No, thank you. And we're we're experiencing finally. A little bit of it today and tomorrow. It, it, it is cold, man. It's legit, like painful cold out uh, in our area here. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, couple things to hit here, guys. Nick Sirianni wins the the Fox Sports uh, Coach of the Year, so it was nice to get get a little uh, a little love for Sirianni uh, for sure. Even though he's not going to win the NFL Coach of the Year, uh, it looks like. But um, that was good. Um, I enjoyed. Uh, Sal Pal sat down with him. And I know, Gunner, you have a uh, your gun on one is with Sal Palantonio this week. When's that drop? Yeah, it's dropping it a little after 6 p.m. tonight. Uh, Sal and I, uh, we chatted for about a half hour this morning. Great insight as always. So latest gun on one coming out shortly after 6 p.m. tonight with Sal Pal. Dude, he sent his producer sent me a, a schedule of what he was doing today. His day starts at like 6.45 and ends later tonight. He's got like 20 hits on different – 
Sports Center, uh, shows formats and all. It's like it's ridiculous what he has to go through today. But that's our pal, man. Good, good, good. And we had him on. We had him on last week. He's he's phenomenal. Um, all right. So th- look for that at six o'clock. But he it was a good sit down. And, and Sirianni, I thought, was really let his guard. Not that he's ever buttoned up, but he was really kind of you know opened up and and that kind of thing. And one of the things he said was when he was driving to the game on Sunday against the 49ers, the NFC Championship game, he was he was listening to the music of Rocky IV. He used to do that when he was a player, and it's all come full circle for him. So yeah, that's that something. Cool. Yeah, that was it cool. was meant to be. His arrival in Philadelphia was meant to be. That's it. It was destined back it in the day. Destined. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. I, I thought you guys would enjoy this. So there's a Barry. Do you, maybe this is a station you've you've heard of from your from your uh, St. Louis days. I don't know uh, how far out this place is, but. I would assume it's the other end of the state, I would guess. But there's a Missouri radio station called KJMK. It's 93.9, all right? I think I guess it's a classic rock station. I don't I don't know. But they've banned any music from the group The Eagles. So no, no Hotel California or anything else is allowed to be played. I think that's genius, man. Yeah, I'm it sorry. Is. Yeah, it is. That's Very pretty smart. cool, man. That's I love cool. it. Yeah. And we're all, they're like, just, they said, we're trying to show support for our Mahomies. That's what they call themselves, the Mahomies in, in the, uh, the in any, any kind of Chiefs fan. So that, <laughs> that was pretty good. And, and the fact that we're like sitting it. here talking about them, brilliant marketing, good work out of them. But uh, that was pretty funny. This kind of stuff you get. I, I like this stuff. Um, this is also interesting. According to TickPick, which is a, a secondary ticketing agency, um, 24% of the Super Bowl tickets purchased thus far are from Pennsylvania, only 7% from Missouri and Kansas. So it looks like this could be another Eagle takeover here. Uh, and you guys can speak to what it looked like in Minnesota, Man. but you know, kind of where it's at. Let me tell you something. Arizona's about to be taken over by Philadelphia mania, dude. I'm telling yeah. you, they don't know what's coming. They don't know what's, and it'll start this weekend. A lot of people will get there this weekend and make it a week long trip. Why not? Right. Get out that's of the cold. An, that's an expensive trip. Woo. Yeah. You know, that's expensive, dude. When you talk about, again, jacked up hotel prices, jacked up rental cars, food prices, Uber prices, um, the game tickets, man, that's like a small fortune for, for a week. Now, a lot of people won't arrive until Thursday or Friday and make it like a three-day weekend, you know. But some people, man, they, you're right, get out of the cold. It's already over 80 degrees. I got to hear this from my brother every week. Uh, it's over 80 degrees already in Phoenix, man. I mean, seriously. It's over uh, 80. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By March, I tell you, by March, you'll start seeing temperatures 90, close to 100, just like where my wife is from, 90, close to 100. And I'm sitting there going, why, why not me? Why, why, why can't I have this? <laughs> well, like, my thing is, if you have the bread to be able to do it, like, if you can afford Super Bowl tickets and hotel, all that stuff, man, go for it. I'd get out there, man. I'd do a week. I would. I'd do, I'd do like a Monday to Monday. Exactly. Exactly. But see, I would, I would, I would like to go out there and enjoy the festivities. Like, there's a. Oh my goodness, I forgot what town because when we went out there for a playoff game, there's an actual sports bar in the Phoenix area that's diehard Eagles. And we, when they were out there to play Arizona, the game they lost to the Cardinals, we did live shots from outside this uh, sports bar. Nice area, you know, nice open area, but it was swamped with Eagles fans. I can't even begin to imagine what it's going to be like with Super Bowl Eagle fans hanging out at these places. Mm. But, dude, this is going to be a, a sea of green in Arizona, uh, especially starting in the middle part to the latter part of next week. Yeah, yeah. It's you got to love wild. that, man. You got to love it, bro. You got to love it. 
Come on, man. This is this is what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. But see, you know what I would about. do? You know what I would do? I would go out there and enjoy the festivities of the week. I would not go to the game though. Why not? I ain't going to the game. Yeah, I mean, Barrett, I already told you. I am not going three hours early to get a parking spot. I'm not leaving leaving before the final horn is sound just to beat the traffic. To me, it defeats the purpose of enjoying the ambience of being there live. Right, right, right. Now I'm saying if I was a fan. Now, from a right. media perspective, it's different because we get in before it's jam. We are we have designated places we park. We go in through the tunnel, you know, walk in where the players are, hang out there, do pregame hits either in the tunnel or on the field. By the time you're done with your post-game commitments, two or three hours later, everybody's gone. That's different. But as a fan, I would love to go out there for the warm weather, the fun festivities, go where all the Eagles fans are hanging out, you know, at the, at the different parties and the sports bars and the restaurants. You won't see me at the game. I ain't going so to the game. Brian is heading out Saturday morning. That, see? He, he's see? going all in, man. He's leaning into the experience. I like that. Well, why yeah, am I, that's man, cool. I'm kind of pissed off that I'm not leaving until Wednesday, man, because I'm looking, yeah, I'm getting all, I'm getting yeah, all these that's texts, bogus, man. That's bogus. I'm, I'm getting these texts like I'm, I'm getting um, event credential help from the Super Bowl uh, uh, Tuesday, February 7th is the media party. They got a media party. I, didn't know I told you. I, yes, I told you this. Yeah, you're missing all that stuff. That's why when you told me, I'm like, why are you going? Because you're going to lose Wednesday. You're flying. That's your travel day. You yeah. lose a Wednesday. So technically – you're going to have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you got to hit the ground running with all the commitments Sunday. So it's by the time fair, so by the time you adjust to the to the time zones, it's game day. You know, and they're going you you're going to be doing this, "Hey, we need you to do a hit here. Can you go and do a hit there?" Bro, so, I got a thousand hits I got to do. There you go. Every single day I got a there thousand hits. It's it actually started. It actually started on Wednesday, man. I've been doing hits all day since Wednesday. There's so many different entities, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. I, I can't believe you. they're sending you on a Wednesday, dude. <sighs> All right. So, um, I'll tell you what else is uh you can, we're going to get Barrett fired from from one of his other gigs. Right, um, right. This is a historical matchup, guys, and it's it's a big deal. You you got Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, uh, two African-American quarterbacks <clears throat> facing each other. First time in Super Bowl history. There have been six black quarterbacks to start a Super Bowl since Doug Williams did it 35 years ago when he won it with the Redskins. What a what an unbelievable run, the, the, those Redskins. They had three different su- quarterbacks win Super Bowls for them during that, that time period. But nonetheless, that's a big deal, man. You know, and I, I know we'll, we'll get to a point at some point where it's, we don't even notice it and all that, and that's great. But for right now, it still needs to be recognized, acknowledged, and celebrated, whatever, at this point. Absolutely. You know, this is this is and. Um, you know, just going through what we've gone through, you know, the, even the past couple of couple of years, you know, it's, it's good to see, you know, the advancement, you know, of, of, of people of color, man. It's, it's, it's cool. And and I mean, and also the evolution of having dual threat quarterbacks, you know, what I'm saying not just, you know, black quarterbacks, but dual threat quarterbacks themselves being able to do it, not not just. Hurts, but I mean, look at Allen. Allen wouldn't necessarily been a quarterback that would have liked. I mean, it took so long for Steve. Um, what's his name? Steve from uh, 49ers. Steve um, uh, Young. Steve Young. Young. Yeah. To make his mark, you know what I'm saying? Because it took him a while to, you know, he was in Tampa Bay before they really acknowledged that God is a that's a that's a dual threat that can go out, run, get outside the pocket, and throw. <clears throat> I mean, it took a long time to even work himself into being a starting quarterback in the league. So. I mean, just you know, just going out there and being 
more athletic. It used to just be a guy sitting back there in the pocket and throwing it down the field. Now people that can run are able to do it, man. So, I mean, I, I love that aspect of it. Well, if you really want to tell it like it is, Fran Tarkington was the first true scrambling quarterback in the National Football League, yep. when you really yep. think about it. He would do stuff to make – he would. I mean, the way he would pirouette one way, then the other. He was the first real scrambler. Before way before his time, he was way ahead of his time. And then you said he's eighty three today, Derek. By yeah. the way, yeah, yeah. And, and and you know, think about it. Steve Young came along. You're right, and people had to warm up to Steve Young mm-hmm. before yep. he finally. I'll never forget when he finally won that Super Bowl, and he pointed to his back. He said, "Like the monkey's finally off my back that he couldn't win the big game with his style of quarterbacking." Um, you know, and now it's common. It's like if you don't have a dual threat quarterback, you're behind the times now. Yep. You know. Yep. Isn't that something? Well, it used to be, you guys know, it used to be if you were a black quarterback, they were going to try and convert you to receiver, defensive back, you know, or whatever. And and there were a lot of – Warren Moon had to go to the Canadian football – even though Warren Moon wasn't what you would call a scrambler. Warren Moon was was much more of a just pure thrower. Uh, That's just the way it used to be, period. You know, and then it took a long time. You're right, for any kind of quarterback who was considered a running quarterback, they didn't want them. They didn't think they could succeed. And I think coaches finally got smart enough, hey, they – we lost the stigma, you know, but, but I think people got smart enough to realize we can incorporate this and make this work for us. And we're going to do it, use a little bit of what the colleges use. Exactly. And this is where the, 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 the position's evolving to, you know, for sure. Well, go back to the early 70s, Steelers, you know, Jefferson Street, Joe Gillen, you know, uh, he, they tried to convert him for a while. You know, yeah. now, unfortunately, his career, he had he had sporadic success, but because of um, other troubles that he had in his life, it really didn't take off and hold. But you know, the fact that the Steelers of all teams, you know, really gave him an opportunity to open that door in a lot of ways for, for African-American quarterback. And then you look at the distance between him and the next wave of African-American quarterbacks to come. You know, it was a it was a long, long time before you really saw no, another prominent African-American. I mean, think about this. As we sit here today, it's been 35 years since Doug Williams became the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Right. right. 35 years have come and gone. And we talk about all the changes and improvements that we've made in this country, you know, and, and just think about that gap more than three decades since an African-American quarterback actually won a Super Bowl. Mm, mm, mm. That's Man, crazy, crazy, bro. It is. Or should not not one, but one of the first. You know, the first yeah, yeah. Because Mahomes, Russell Wilson has won. Yeah, people Mahomes, have won. Yeah, so, yeah I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. yeah, but but no, look, it's been it, it, right. It just tells you how you know it, it's a long time coming and way too long. You know, there's no question. But I, I would assume guys who really like the John Waltons. I'm going back a long way. Like those guys, um, James Harris, who, who who were sort of like able to bust the the mold, but maybe didn't get their due. They got to be sitting back enjoying this, you know, and Absolutely. saying, you know, here, oh, here my we goodness are. Yeah. You know, guys like yeah. Randall who weren't quite as far back as those guys, but still Randall Cunningham, who we watched here forever. Barry, you played with, yep, you know, yep. all of those guys, man. So I'm, I'm happy that we're, that we're getting there, you know, but we're not, we're not there yet. That's for well, sure. For, for the people who say, well, it should not be about color. Okay. But it's a significant moment in sports history in NFL history, because this has never happened before. That's why it's brought up. If this was an every year occurrence, we wouldn't even be talking about it. So for those who don't understand why color is even mentioned, it's because it has never happened before when you've had two starting quarterbacks of Af- African-American descent uh, lining up across from each other in a Super Bowl. That's why. 
So understand the significance of the historical value of this, not just that it's two black quarterbacks taking the field. Yeah, and, and we actually in, in Philadelphia have a decent history of at least, you know, whether it was, I mentioned a guy like John Walton back in the day, but you had Randall, you've had Donovan, you've had yeah. Michael Vick, you've yeah. had Jalen Hurts. You know, we've, we've had our, uh, you know, certain. How dare you, move. how dare you not put Young in there, man? I mean, oh, geez, you Vince know, Young. yeah, Vince Young, come on, Rob. Green <laughs> Team Vinny. Green Team Vinny. Oh, oh. Bear, Bear pulled that one out of the car. Yeah, because we were all trying to forget that that time. Right, right, Let, right. Dream team, baby, dream oh. team. <laughs> but no, but for real though, I mean, I think that that, that we that this city, at least from that perspective, uh, has had a little bit more representation, maybe than some others. You know, that's for sure. But um, yeah, not not where it needs to be, but getting there. You know, that's for sure. And uh, it, significant, you know, there is cultural significance to the Super Bowl. Not only that, how young Jalen Hurts is, what is he, the seventh uh player under 25 to start a Super Bowl, uh, which is crazy in and of itself. Yeah. Dan Marino, yeah. uh, Bledsoe, among others. So, yeah, there's a there's a lot there's a lot going on here, man. In addition to the fact that you have the Eagles taking on their old their old coach and Andy Reid. Um, and by the way, we have Shiel Kapadia coming up at one o'clock from the uh, from the ringer. Looking forward to hanging out and talking to Shiel, uh, diving into it. But speaking of Andy and 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 more to Jeffrey Lurie and sort of just where this organization is. We come back, we'll do a little appreciation segment of uh, of smelling the roses a little bit uh, with the Eagles about where things are right now and just how good they are and the fact that they're in a Super Bowl for the second time in five years, which has never happened in franchise history. So we'll dig into all of those kind of things uh, when we come back. That's Derek. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances can be challenging. That's for sure. And I know I went through it for a long time. But I can tell you from personal experience that I found someone that I can trust with my finances, and that's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Now, for you, it could be retirement planning could be 401k review, insurance review. You might have a small business. You're trying to start up your employee benefits. You're not really sure how to go about it. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I know personally, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. And, and look, if you're not really sure, if you just need a consultation, just give him a call. 610-996-4751. That's 610-996-4751. You can email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot jim at principal.com that's murray dot jim at principal.com go for the beers go for the cheers go for the hit and the hits go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. 
the best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrogio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Post-game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post-game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Yes, we are. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on a Friday, nine days away from the Eagles Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, Shoka Padia coming up top of the hour. All right, so a couple things, guys. Um, the Eagles have been in existence since 1933. Now, there was a little stretch where they were the Steagles during uh, World War II where they had to combine with the Steelers, which was an interesting little stretch there. Um, but... Nonetheless, they've been around since an, as an organization since 1933. During those 90 seasons, they only had four championships, 48, 49, 60, and 2017. So when you go essentially 15 seasons from you know your existence, your founding, before you win one, then you go from 49 to 60, which is 11 seasons. You thought that was bad. That wasn't anything. They went from 60 to 17, 57 seasons without winning it. To be sitting here, guys, with a chance to win their second Super Bowl in five years, when you consider the history, it's pretty darn impressive. And I think it's I think it's very much a smell the roses kind of week. As much as we're all anticipating and trying to fast forward this thing, I think you also need to enjoy this a little bit because it doesn't happen very often. It's, it's, 
I love that it. it's it's a feeling of 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 um all right, we belong here too though. You know, it's not like we're sneaking in. Yeah, now we're back doing it. We belong here. Mm-hmm. We belong. We are we are the best team in the NFL. I love that I could say that we are the best team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's gonna unfold on 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 ne- not this Sunday, but next Sunday. I'm 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 feeling real confident it's gonna unfold in our favor. We are the best roster in the NFL right now. Yeah, I mean, look, you sit here right now and you look at what they were they've been able to do. And, and uh, hi, Mama Brooks, by the way. Um, so as we sit, we sit here and you look at what they did numerically in terms of wins, what they did numerically in terms of you know both sides of the football, the way that they just shredded everybody in their wake in the playoffs. And and you consider only two of the, the two of the three losses came without the starting quarterback. I mean, there, there's a there's a case to be made that this team, it's not even really close to the way that they've dominated this season. I mean, you, they're going against a team that, that was the best in football offensively in Kansas City, but they didn't put up the same kind of defensive numbers that the Eagles put up. Not to mention 70 sacks during the regular season, uh, what was what the third most in the history of the NFL. I mean, there like there's a lot of reason to feel good about this team going in to this game for sure. They have dominated. And it's a, we're in rarefied air, Derek. That is a testament to the commitment of Jeffrey Lurie. Um, And I mentioned this statistic a few days ago. Since he bought this team in 94, they have been to the playoffs now 17 times. It took them a lot longer than I'm sure he anticipated in terms of hoisting that Lombardi trophy. A lot of trial and error along the way. And a lot of it didn't work. And they finally got it right in 17. And we just assumed that they were going to consistently be back after that because finally that monkey had been off their back. But we know how difficult it is. You know, we will never see. We will never see, I don't think, in the history of pro football, the run that the team like New England Patriots had. They had a blueprint that nobody else was able to emulate, which was shocking because it's such a copycat league. I can't believe more front offices didn't study what New England was doing to maintain it. I mean, like 15 years? Yeah, we still don't know what they were doing, though. To win 15 consecutive division titles, 10 Super Bowl appearances, seven Super Bowl trophies. And and the the biggest obvious part was they very seldom cared about draft picks. If they felt they were going to keep a high draft pick, it was because they felt they wanted to get younger at a certain spot, and they had already identified that one player. He didn't have to be the top 15 players because, let's face it, during that run, very seldom did they draft above 23, 25, 26 because of the records. But they would identify that one player. If that one player was not there, they trade those picks and go out and get themselves a proven player already. That was the one biggest criteria that most most other teams never tried to de- tried to emulate. So it was a lot of trial and error with this team. And you look at what they put together over the last two years. This wasn't just a one hit, one year wonder for Howie Roseman. This started in the 2021 draft. Mm-hmm. The way he changed his mindset of drafting, and the way they strategically went about their business of bringing in the right free agents to complement the draft picks, and most importantly, the GM openly admitting he needed to do a better job of listening to people on the outside and not thinking he was the smartest man in the room. That's well, huge. 
when you make that kind of concession? You you can't you can't emulate, you know, like they said on the stream, uh what the Patriots did because you, you can't get away with that now. You can't cheat the way they cheated. I mean, I'll say that because I was I know we lost the suit. Well, we we weren't in the Super Bowl because they did the same thing against us. You know, that's when that spot right. stuff really started going out right. when um they played us in a championship game. But long story long, the Eagles are becoming that gold standard. He mean he, he Mr. Lurie has is, has is, is changed the page on on um basically, you know, what he saw with the old management, the old coaching, I mean uh, the old coaches, the old um ownership that they had. I mean, I heard that you know the, the owner before him didn't even care to be up here. Like he lived in Florida and would just fly up on game day and fly right back out that night. Yep. He wasn't even involved with the front office. He wasn't even involved in any football operations. Mm. You know? Yeah, Brayman was the worst. Brayman. Oh yeah, but that's his name, Brayman. Yeah. He, he was, was the worst. It was car dealerships, right? Yeah. And he had a he, about that. He had a place in Florida, a place in France. It was strictly a business investment. It, there was no heart involved. He, 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 the measures he went to to cut pet corners, I mean, pennies, you guys had to buy your own socks. Uh, he wouldn't do anything to upgrade the facilities. He wouldn't, he was, a, too. he was a carpetbagger of epic proportion, is mm. what he was. We, uh, when I first got to Philly, my first year there, I used to have to give him, we used to have to um, give him a check. A hundred dollar check for socks and jocks. Mm-hmm. What? And I, yeah, and I think it after my second year, it stopped, but it stopped because the guy that was the uh, equipment manager was gone. You know, he they they fired him. Somebody else came in. But yeah, we had everybody on the team had to give him a hundred dollars for socks and jocks. Makes your money make, makes you wonder where that money was going to. Was it well, no, he was keeping it. He was keeping it. That's unbelievable. And That's then he um, he do stuff like he would order stuff on. Our um our Nike deals. What? Yeah, order stuff on our Nike deals and give it to other players. Yeah. Like if if another player instead of giving him a stock out of the back, he would order some shoes off my deal, my Nike deal, and he might give it to someone like Freddie Solomon. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What gave you the right to do that? Yeah. Yep. You know I'm not I mean? surprised. I mean, everything from Brayman was a horror story that you heard from people. Yeah. And then Jeffrey Lurie comes in. Look at what he's done. He took over in 94. And now, to his credit, buys a team for $195 million, and They're worth over a billion now, well over a billion. Um, that's seven, crazy. That's a, that's a nice return on your investment, uh, for sure. He borrowed the money from his aunt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he did. Uh, my aunt used to give me a dollar. Right. Uh, for, for my birthday, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I get my card, and and I'd be excited, man. That dollar, right, man. I right. get, I I my, okay. uh, yeah. my, my one aunt used to tape a quarter into, the, into, into right cards, like Scotch tape. <laughs> a little different, but anyway. Um, so under Jeffrey Lurie, 17 playoff appearances, Super Bowl championship, two Super Bowls, uh, at least you know, non-championship in 04 and this year. This year could make it two championships as well. Ten NFC East titles, three NFC East, three NFC championships, build a new stadium, build a practice facility, um, has killed it with philanthropic efforts, including the Eagles autism, you know, research that they've done. Uh, he's hired Ray Rhodes, Andy Reid, Chip Kelly, Doug Peterson, and Nick Sirianni. 
each of those guys has brought the team to the playoffs. Uh, Andy and Doug and Sirianni at least to a Super Bowl. Doug and maybe Sirianni now potentially winning a Super Bowl. You know, almost everything that that, that he's done, man, and and it's never it's, it's not all going to be perfect. There's been mistakes along the way. He turned power over to Chip Kelly and all that. We get it, but for the most part, this guy's been an unbelievable owner. How many teams can say? How many owners can say in their entire tenure of ownership that they've had coaches? Every coach they've hired has taken them to a playoff. You know, and how many times? Well, since I've been here, did we look side at it? Why are you hiring this guy? Mm-hmm. Why did you go with some unknown commodity? Why did you go with this college boy wonder? But yet every time he's made the right decision in terms of a coach for that specific time and era. You know, it's amazing. Now, obviously, you you would hope the championships would have been have come with more frequency championship appearances. They didn't. And fans, you know, didn't like Lurie, didn't like Howie. Many didn't like Joe Banner, you know, um, but but Jeffrey Lurie has stayed to, to the course in terms of his model for what kind of coach he wants to hire. He hasn't buckled to outside pressure, you know, because in the time I've been here from Andy to Chip to Doug to to Sirianni, it was always why didn't they hire this more proven commodity? Because they right. were always up against names who were already established coaches mm-hmm. in the National Football League. He stayed the course. He didn't buckle under that media slash fan pressure. And now as we look at it right now, you have to sit back and applaud him, applaud him for what he's done in terms. I mean, you could tell he may not be from here, but his heart is from his heart is in Philadelphia. He wants the best for these fans. He wants that, that consistent pride that this city lives off of implemented each and every time he puts a football team on the field. Sometimes it's had to take two steps back to get two steps ahead. But the bottom line is, look at where it is today. Mm-hmm. Bro, I, 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 can, I can literally go to him right now. And I, and I have no doubt in my mind, if I needed it, he would give it to me. Mm. I was his first, first draft class. I was his first offensive lineman he ever drafted. And I can, I, I can almost guarantee it. If I go to say, Mr. Lurie, hey, man, I, I need this. Please, I need this. He would, he wouldn't even blink an eye. It'd be done. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of guy he is. Every time I see him, you know what I'm saying? He's 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 always been up front with me. I mean, Mr. Me, and Mr. Lurie, we had we, we I believe we have a great relationship. You know, That's and, good. and and yeah. I don't have to go to him, but I'm just saying, if I needed to, I definitely think I could. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I I when Ray we had Ray Dedinger on earlier this week and he's got he the good news is he's going to continue to do his Tommy and me uh play which is awesome mm-hmm. but I he has a host of that play who who ends up you know, taking questions from the audience and, and and asking the cast questions and all that that he does or at least he was doing up until pre-pandemic so and I was I happened to be one of the hosts one night and Jeffrey Lurie was in the audience and it was the first time he had seen the play and he didn't have to do this. He could have rolled right after the play. He sat up in front with us, with me. He sat next to me, and then there, were, then there was the cast. And he took questions from the audience. I, I asked him questions. The, the cast asked him questions. It was great. He sat there for like an additional half hour after the show, which I thought was a pretty cool move when he could have just very easily, hey, Ray, congratulations, you know, see you later, and, and gotten right into his, you know, his car. Sure. So that, I, that told you a little something. And he was very, like, touched 
the, the, some with some of the questions the audience it was it was people were appreciative but people had real questions for him too and he answered everything he didn't duck anything and it was pretty cool i thought which told you a little bit something but there's no doubt i mean the culture of this of where things are headed now and howie rosen deserves a lot of this love too uh compared to what it was you know even pre-andy man there were a lot of lean years they right. went from 1960 to 78 without making the playoffs guys jeez 18 years jeez okay i mean think about how horrid that was they they didn't sell out the vet they would have games that were blacked out because the home crowd couldn't watch them um they never won the nfc east dallas they were just the the, the you know uh, way station for dallas just to smoke every single year they were a placemat it'd be a week off player young guys <laughs> yeah it was a homecoming every time the you know the cowboys right right in. right bro let me tell you about that bro homecoming yeah. um, what's wrong d gun's boy who mr. Lurie. mr Lurie, i need a white castles franchise at the link <laughs> john dickerson just said that's your that's your boy d gun that's yeah. your boy man <laughs> oh my goodness my, tell me about the homecoming, bro. My my um my first year I got to college at Kansas State. Kansas State didn't won a game in five years. They won. I'm sorry, they won one game the year before. Hmm. I go there because they're gonna let me play basketball and football. I could have went anywhere I wanted to go, and I went there because I got to play basketball, football. Long story long, I get there. I'm redshirted, and I'd be damned that teams would have early homecomings to play us, bro. I mean, we had early and late. I played in eight homecoming games, including ours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Worst, that's bro. crazy, man. <laughs> that's the worst, bro. Yeah, it was that bad, bro, Kansas State, man. Damn. That bad. <laughs> wow. Eight homecomings in one season? <laughs> bro, wow. my, last, my last game was against Colorado. was in Colorado. They took me. I don't know why they took me. Like I was gonna, you know, burn my red shirt over this last game. There was no way I was gonna play in it. But they yeah. dressed me and everything. So I go up there. I'm on the field and I'm watching Colorado. They had these two defensive ends, Canavis McGee and Alfred Williams. They were beating us so bad that those two came in on offense, were catching 10 yard outs on us, stop Jeez. routes on us. They had this guy. He was Asian. He didn't have a name on the back of his, his jersey. There were no buffaloes on his helmet. And he ran a reversal like 20 yards. <laughs> oh my God. My my man, my first year, my, my red shirt year was the worst. That's the unbelievable. Worst. Wow. Oh, boy. Yeah, bro. Uh, it was bad. It was bad. All uh, right. You want to hear a funny line from, from Lane Johnson? What is that? Who we had on earlier in the week. Again, you can check out all of this. Go to Jacobsports.com, Jacob Sports YouTube channel. We we get all the best guests. Okay. <laughs> not not to toot our own horn, but we do. Uh Pretty funny line. So this is, you know, regarding, uh, you know, what what's different? Essentially, what's different about you this time around? You know, five years later, your team was in a Super Bowl, but you're able to get through it and you're having, you know, an, an amazing season. You're playing through the injuries, you know, on and on and on. So that, that was the question posed to him. What's different about you? He said a little older, a little wiser, a little balder. That was uh, that was Lane Johnson's. Uh... <laughs> it's funny to see these guys when they get drafted and they have hair and everything is different. Right. It was like clean, clean cut, and then baby faces. Uh, uh-huh. what they look like now. So look cool. at him now. 
But, it looks like he know. just ripped the arms off kids or something, you know? What I'm yeah, saying? but that's that's okay. You know, he, you're talking about the guy who's the most dominant tackle in football. Right, um, right. But, you know, pretty amazing when you when you see it. Look, I, I'm, to me, just to get it back to the point of what we were, we were making with where things are a little bit, um, I do think Eagles fans appreciate it. Like, I don't, I don't think – that, that they're walking around oblivious to, to unless you're really young and you didn't experience it, then I get it. But the, the ones who have been around for a little while know how hard this can be, how many disappointments. I mean, just think about it, what it was like. And Gunner, you covered all these teams during Andy Reid's time. What were they yep. favorites in four of those games? And they end up going one and four. Yeah. Yep. And, and they go, five. yeah. And they, and they, you know, they only got one Super Bowl appearance out of it and you lost that one. So even though that era was really good, man, and, and I think it propelled them to kind of be usually good. I, you know, you turn it over every couple of years. But that team didn't do what this this little ear is no. doing right now. No, and to add insult to injury, back during that era when they ran five consecutive NFC championship games, they lose to a Carolina team that shouldn't even been on the field with them. Um, but McNabb gets hurt in that game. And then Tampa Bay game still sticks in a lot of people's crawls. Yep. Because there was no way anybody on the planet thought Tampa Bay would come in here and beat this team, what, 27 to 10. And the, and the signature moment of the game is Rondé Barber running down I-95 with a pick six uh, to seal the Eagles' fate. That, you know, as much as people applaud what they're doing now, people still talk about those that, those moments, you know. But, you know, the good thing is, you know, they they finally found a way to kind of put that in that rear view mirror with 17 and of course what has happened with this team this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Barrett has said it all the time. I've known this for, I've covered this game for over four decades, man. There's no such thing as a given nope. when you play in the NFL, no matter how good you look, the t- the best team on paper does not always win the big moments. Absolutely. There's no question about that, you know, and then you got to start all over again, the grind of starting all over again. And since the, the advent of free agency, the pieces are not the same. When you came up through the 60s, 70s, 80s, and the early 90s, the pieces were, for the most part, the same. You just had to make sure you drafted right so you could add certain pieces to make it a little bit better. But once free agency started, mm-hmm. you know, you got it. You got and, and, and salary caps and all this stuff, it's a revolving door, man. And sometimes when you get that close, you got to step all the way back. Look, look at the Rams. You got to step all the way back and start all, all over again now. You know, and you know, so yeah, appreciate this, appreciate this moment, because like that song, that song says, uh, Rob, you, you you remember who says, "We may never come this way again." Who sang that song? <laughs> we may never yep. come Young this did. way again. <laughs> <laughs> that Crosby still the match? Who oh my that? god, I gotta find it. I don't know. I don't I'm know who the hell talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a classic song. And no, you're right. Too. Seals and Croft. Seals, Seals and, and Croft. Croft. Okay. Seals yes. and Croft. Never heard of them before. You never heard of Seals and Croft? No. They what? were huge, huge in the 70s. They had a lot. Diamond Girl. Oh yeah. uh, they, they had a lot of hits. They had a lot of hits, yeah. yeah. Seals and Croft. I got to listen to it now. I'll get you some Seals and Croft knowledge. Don't, 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 don't start me. All right. I'll dig them up right now. All right, let's see. American you- Soft Rock Band, which is right up your alley, Barrett. You love that. <laughs> Yacht music, rock yacht music. Um, Summer breeze. Jim Seals and Dash Crofts. First of all, that's a great name, Dash Crofts. Oh, that's uh, Summer Breeze, man. Summer yeah. Breeze. Yes, there you Summer go. Breeze. <laughs> Make me feel fine. Yeah. Blowing through the jazz yes. in my mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
They had some huge. They hit. They, hit uh, they peaked at number six on the Billboard Top 100. There you go. They disbanded in '80. They broke up. Yeah, that? yeah, right. yeah. I, I do. I, I went a little too far though. I went to um, soundstage and it kind of messed me up, bro. But I was I was in with the summer breeze though, man. Summer breeze is strong. Yeah, summer breeze. Yeah, strong. I was uh, in with that. But, but yeah, I, it, it yeah, you went too far. You took it. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I mean, it is amazing, and and the, uh, run, the run they're on with coaches is, is the other thing. You know, Andy wasn't even a coordinator, right? You know, I, I guess Ray had built up a pretty good reputation, but Ray wasn't a super well-known name when they when they hired Ray Rhodes. You know, and then they go Andy, and then they go Chip, which was a little bit unconventional, even though he was the hot name. And then they go Doug, and and, and yeah, then Nick Sirianni yeah. was yet another example of kind of like who? I knew Chip wasn't going to do well. I knew he wasn't going to do well uh, simply because you know, like the year that the year they hired him, I did like six. Um, games, uh, you know, chips games for ESPN. Yeah, and I can remember we it was me and Mel, um, Matt Mellon, mm-hmm. and Mellon be trying to interview him, talking about who he's playing against, like Cal Berkeley or Arizona, you know, or Washington State. And instead of talking about them, he would want to talk about, hey, hey, you think my you think my system can work in the NFL? You think it'll be uh-huh. all right? You know, he's like, uh, I don't know if you better do what you're doing right now, man, because. You know, you're dealing with grown men. You know, you 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 you're the captain of these kids' fate. Mm-hmm. Those guys with that are gonna be making more money than you. So you just can't tell them. You know what I'm saying? You just can't. You know, <laughs> this is like I said. You just can't piss on their head and tell them yeah. it's raining. You know what I'm saying? Well, but, but here's the thing, though, Barry. You, I think you. That's it, great insight right there. I I think that was it was really when when the mistakes made, you can go one of two ways. You can kind of just bury your head and woe is me, or you say, all right, I'm going to learn from this and not make this mistake again. And I think right. Jeffrey Lurie really learned, especially from turning the power over to that, to him. Like I'm never doing that again. I'm never making that mistake. I, I probably went against my gut and I gave into a guy who was trying to do a power play on me and I, and I let him do it. And I think he learned from it. I don't like, he went, he's not gonna make that mistake again. I don't think at least I would have never thought he'd have fired a coach during a season. Yeah. You know what I mean? I told you all you, you needed to know. He just couldn't do it. He couldn't. I mean, if, but if, if half the stories are true with the way he fractured the building, like oh, that's yeah. like secretaries, like, come on, man. But how can, how, doing, how can the lunch lady not like you? The lunch that's lady likes saying. everybody. Yeah. You know, the how does that happen? Janitors, security yeah. guards, you know, even uh, even former players. He he, he uh, alienated former players who's, who hold prominent Standing with it in that organization, man. And remember, uh, he had uh, what's his name in there? Um, uh, Big Trey. Yeah, Big Trey. Said, I just can't do it, man. Yeah, Big Trey left. <laughs> I mean, yeah. his, his running gun style of practices and running players in the ground, not respecting veterans, treated everybody like whether they were a rookie or a ten-year vet the same. That rubbed people the wrong way, man. The only his only saving grace was. First two years, he won 10 games. That was his only saving yep. grace. And then all of a sudden, the bottom fell out that third year, and they couldn't wait, you know. Courtney's paid millions of dollars, man, to stop giving, giving stuff, man. Yeah. And, and I think the final straw was after one game. He got fired in December, I believe it was. Yep. And it was the day after he held a press conference. And we, I was there, and I forgot the question that was asked, but he basically put it off on somebody else. He I didn't make that decision. That's not my decision. And I guess no, he said, no. He said, no, I'm not a GM. I'm not yeah. a GM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, and that was a final straw. That was it, you know. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> when 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 uh Marco Murray went and set up there next to the owner and told, "Hey man, you got to get rid of this dude," and he got rid of him two days later. <laughs> but when you've been given carte blanche, you walked in the door as this this college wonder kid, and you had enough carte blanche to get the existing GM jettisoned down the hall. Yeah. Yep. I mean, why wouldn't you think you can do and say whatever you want, whenever you want, as sure. long as you produce on the field? Why wouldn't you? Anybody would. I agree. You know? Yeah. But the fact that that was his approach, he basically tried to use a college approach in the NFL. He was a god at Oregon. Right. And nobody could tell him nothing. You know, even the ADs were, were you know, subjected to him. Yep. You know, why wouldn't you think if you had, if, I mean, he took a 4 and 12 team and one year made him a 10 and 16. Why wouldn't you believe that if the owner can tell me that can allow me to, to cast aside the GM, I can do whatever I want here. Yeah. Plus he was trying to get out of um, Oregon anyways, because he had, they were going on. Oh, uh, oh. Suspend, they were about to get suspended and everything yeah, else. Probation. Investigations. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I hear you. you. It's true, man. It's true. Like I'll give you an example. Like Jason Kelsey was asked today. Um, about Sirianni and he said he's done a phenomenal job creating an atmosphere where players and coaches can be the best versions of themselves I don't think that was Chip's objective was basically like uh, you know this is the way it is and you guys figure it out you know and it's like that stuff doesn't work man you're not you're not around 19 year olds and back then you had much more of of a hammer than the guys even do now in college sports because of the transfer portal and NIL when Chip was there he could he could you, guess what? You're not playing. You don't like it. You're not playing. You, know, you do it my way, and, and it's not like that anymore. Look at all the uh, talent he pushed out of the building. Again, yes, he did. That's for sure. All right, we'll come back. Oh my Shil Kapadia. Yeah, Shil Kapadia. Jackson, LaShawn McCoy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You're right, Gunner. Like, transcendent kind of talent. Um, so we'll talk to Shield, who's a podcaster and writer for The Ringer. When we come back, don't go anywhere. That's Derek Gunn. That's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis, hanging out with you on this Friday. Let's talk about ProAction Restoration. ProAction Restoration are the folks that you reach out to if your business, your home, a property you may own goes through the inconvenience, the pain and, that you have to deal with of fire, of water, of smoke damage, of mold remediation. You name it, they can handle it. ProAction is on call 24 hours, seven days a week. That means if you have a problem at night, you have a problem on a holiday, you have a problem on a weekend, you can call them. I can tell you that uh, for a fact. I called them on a Saturday. And they got right out to my parents' house. Crew was professional. They cleaned it up. The price was reasonable. You name it. It was a great experience. The other good thing, they are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. That is a reputable company. Just go online and just look at some of the write-ups on them. And nothing short of amazing. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. They uh, can handle anything. Water, fire, smoke, mold damage. You name it. They are the folks to reach out to. Give them a call. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760. Or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean.
D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. All right, welcome back on this Friday. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. The Gun, B. Brooks, R. Ellis. Always, always love the insights of our next guest. You can follow him on Twitter, at Shield Capadia. Does an amazing job with his podcasting and his writing for The Ringer. You've seen him all over the place. Uh, the Athletic, ESPN, Philly Mag back in the day. You name it. The one and only Shield Capadia. What's up, Shield? Yeah, you're reminding me how old I am naming all these places I, I, I've worked. So we, we don't need to do that during the intro next time. <laughs> these, were internships. these were internships when you were in kindergarten, Shield. okay? That's right. There you go. Just to be clear. Um, so we were just talking about this. I want to pick up on the conversation before we get into the, the Super Bowl matchup for a minute. But, Shiel, you know, as a native of this area, that the Eagles have gone through crazy long stretches without winning. I mean – they went 57 years between championships. I need I say more, right? What we're seeing is very unique. The fact that they're back here five years later, I know it's under a different coach and, you know, quarterback, et cetera. Nonetheless, this, this time period, and you can maybe date it back to Jeffrey Lurie taking over or whatever you want, but 
this is rarefied air for this organization. It really is. I spent kind of after they made, you know, won that NFC championship game, spent some time writing a column uh, for the ringer and thinking about it. Like the first 20 years of my life, it didn't happen, you know, and you thought it was going to happen. The last game of the vet uh, against Tampa, you thought it was going to happen the first year at the link against that Panthers team. And it didn't happen. And it felt I'm sure for many Eagles fans, like it was never going to happen. I mean, think about what it took for them to just get there in 2004. It, it took adding, you know, maybe the best wide receiver, one of the three best wide receivers in the NFL to the mix to kind of have that special season and get there. And so now to get there, Two times in six years. I mean, everybody watching, listening to this, you can live to 100 and like legitimately that might never happen again. Where two times in six years, the team you root for, the team you pay money to get the gear and the tickets and hang out with friends and family, all that, hoping that just one of these years, you're going to be one of the last two teams standing to do that two times in six years. Um, yeah, it, it really is, is special and kind of worth taking in for Eagles fans. Shield, what has impressed you the most about this entire journey that this Eagles team has been on this season? It's a good question because there's the known and, and the unknown, you know. So the known was going into the season just impressed with the, the pure talent. I mean, maybe the most talented team we've ever seen in our lifetimes uh, watching the Eagles or, or whatever. When you just look top to bottom, every position, looking for a weakness, the amount of all pros, that really stood out to me. But uh, aside from that, it's, it's got to be Jalen Hurts. I mean, that was the question. I'm pretty sure I was on with you guys, whether it was early in the season or before the season, and just saying – I don't know. It's going to be one of three things. Either he's going to play great and they're going to have a magical season and he's going to get rewarded with the big contract or he's going to play solid, but maybe not spectacular like we saw last year. And they're going to be a good team, but you're still going to go into the offseason saying, what's the answer a quarterback? What are you doing a quarterback? Or he's going to regress, which I think, you know, that, that was always the least likely scenario, but within the range of outcomes. So the way he kind of just continues to improve and become sort of the face of the franchise. Like there was a clip in the locker room, uh, I think after last game where Brandon Graham is addressing the team and he says, you know, like Jalen says, and I'm like, man, think of everything Brandon Graham has seen in his career. I had hair when Brandon Graham was first playing <laughs> for the Eagles. Like this guy has been through the ups and downs, the coaching changes, the lows of lows. And now this guy, the longest tenured Eagle, when he's addressing the team after they make the Super Bowl, he's referencing what the second year starting quarterback is saying. I mean, I, I think that really speaks to kind of that connection, uh, that leadership that Jalen Hurts has shown this season. Mm. Well, Shill, man. We know how great Andy is, man. Does does this coaching staff have enough? You know what I'm saying? As far as coaching, you know, because we we know we have the better roster. Eagles have the better roster. To me, they have the better roster. Best roster in the NFL. Does Nick have enough to outduel one of the greatest? Yeah, I was thinking about the difference between this Eagles team and the 2017 team. And now that we've had time to reflect, like the 2017 team, I put more on like what an incredible coaching job. I mean, you, you compare position by position to this team. It's like, man, you know, they, this team has the edge talent wise. Uh, and, and so I agree with you there that they have the edge talent wise against the chiefs. And then you go back to Andy. I mean, my line has been, and I, I don't know if you guys think this is fair or unfair. Uh, I would give Andy the edge from sort of today until Sunday at six forty or whenever kickoff mm -hmm. is. But for those three and a half hours, I think I might give the edge 
to the Eagles coaching staff because it's gone under the radar, but Nick Sirianni's game management has been outstanding this year. I mean, try mm-hmm. to think of the instances where they've screwed up the clock at the end of the half or at the end of the game using timeouts, uh, all those different things, when to go for two, when to go for it on fourth down, not getting the play called in. Like, you know, you look at some of these teams around the league, it's, it's three times a game, the quarterback's going over to the coach saying, get the play call in and then you waste the timeout. Like all that stuff to Nick Sirianni's credit He's done a brilliant job managing these games. So you never how, know how the nerves and the stage, um, you know, are going to affect a guy. But we all know for as great as Andy Reid is and a Hall of Fame coach and one of the greatest coaches in the last uh, 25 years, that is still his weakness, in, in my opinion. Those in-game situations where you have to figure it out on the fly. What are we doing right now? How are we going to adjust? Now, I think Patrick Mahomes has sort of, taking that out of Andy Reid's hands because he's really good at that too. So you'll see him just waving off the sidelines saying, don't worry, I got this. I know when we need a timeout. But just that's something I've got my eye on in the Super Bowl is sort of those little things uh, in terms of clock management, timeout usage, getting the plays in. Like yeah. Smitty. Yeah, Smitty. Get, getting right. right up and telling They him practice yeah. that. They practice 100%. That. I mean, he didn't waste a second, right? There was mm-hmm. a signal. They, they had a mic'd up with Devontae Smith. I don't know if you guys saw, and they kind of bleeped that part out because I'm pretty sure they've got a word that, hey, when you need everyone to hustle up, yell this word, everyone communicate that word, everyone get up to the yep. line of scrimmage, and he was on top of it. So that they are a smart, well-coached team, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Shield, that's a great point because I think because Nick is so – emotional and, and, you know, wears his heart on his sleeve and, and you know, boisterous sometimes and, and, and all those other things. And I don't mean that that's not negative to me. That's he's genuine. But because of that, I think sometimes the way he runs this thing gets overlooked. They're prepared every week, man. You know, every single week you're right in game. It's all, it's been almost flawless this year. I mean, I just think watching what Kyle Shanahan did last week, watching Mike McCarthy, you, you know, the last couple few years, whatever, you see these guys who can't handle it. Something goes haywire during yeah. the game. That's never the case with Nick. As emotional mm-hmm. as he might get when it comes to decision-making, man, he's right on. And I think it even goes back to last year when he gives up the play calling. Like, that helps. I mean, some of these coaches, they just want to do everything. Yeah, I've got the play calling. Don't worry. Wide receiver's unhappy coming off the field. I'll handle that. I went to call. You can't handle everything. Like, it's hard. It's a high-stress environment. You're on the clock. And so uh, I think I think that was smart by Nick Sirianni to give that up uh, last year, kind of show that humility to give that up. And now you can focus uh, on some of the other stuff for sure. Shil, we've talked about this throughout the week. And, you know, you look at the journey that this team has taken this year. It didn't start this year. It started in 2021 when Howie sat there and admitted in front of us that he needed to do a better job of listening to outside, um, you know, more so than thinking he was the smartest guy in the room. And I think that speaks volumes in terms of a person growing, you know, even as for as long as he'd been tenured with his organization, you know, you never, you should never stop growing as a person. And it took him a little bit longer maybe than it should have. But the bottom line is he learned his lesson well. And lo and behold, look at where we are right now. Yeah, there, there were definitely fractures uh, in that building, you know, in twenty twenty when you're looking at, uh, and I've done reporting on this for the athletic, just when you look at coaching staff and front office, and they had to move the analytics department from one side of one part of the building to another side of the building because there was clashing uh, there. And so everybody wasn't on the same page. There was, you know, some confusion about, well, if Howie's making the final pick, uh, you know, these final say on these draft picks, like, 
is our input being valued? Because we don't know what this department said. We don't know. what He was the only one who had all the answers, him and Jeffrey Lurie, who had all the information from all these different departments that work together. And so I, I think, you know, maybe after 2020, maybe after uh, that thing ended with Doug Peterson and that coaching staff, they said going forward, we have some improvements to make. And listen, I, I don't know specifically what's changed how much has changed, how long lasting it is. It's always tough when a team's winning like this, everyone's hugging and, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone's feeling good. And then the next year, if you go seven and 10, then all of a sudden it changes right away. But I think you're right. I mean, just the moves they've made the last two years, like really for Howie, this is kind of an unprecedented rebuild to go where they are in 2020 and to get have to get off that Carson Wentz contract to now mm-hmm. all of a sudden have the most talented roster uh, in the NFL. There's no doubt he's pushed uh, a lot of the right buttons for sure. Mm. Shield, let, let me ask you, <clears throat> if just from the game itself, um, what areas would concern you most from an Eagles standpoint? I, I know the obvious is Mahomes and that kind of thing, but what would worry you if you're an Eagles fan about this matchup? Well, the hardest thing with Mahomes, and I'm working on a piece now that'll be up on uh, the ringer on Monday, and I'm just lo- I'm trying to look at every angle of Mahomes. Is there a weakness? And my goodness, you look at him versus man, him versus zone, him versus single high safety, him versus split safety, him versus one, two, one. Like, that's where he ranks among every starting quarterback in every category. So uh, that that is the challenge for this defensive coaching staff. I mean, I, I think if you're the Eagles, obviously – He's the number one uh, number one issue there, and it's obvious to say, but it's just so hard to game plan against him and know what buttons uh, to push there to just kind of keep him in check because even his worst games are like an average game for a normal starting quarterback yeah. in the NFL. Like the guy really does not uh, have bad games. So um, you have a lot of decisions to make on that side of the ball. And then on the other side of the ball, I think you have to have a plan for Chris Jones. I mean, that, that sounds obvious, but really, if you look at the talent the Chiefs have defensively, like he's number one, and he'll line up in, a, in different spots. I mean, he had a big sack against the Bengals late where he's lined up at defensive end against their right tackle, smokes the guy, sacks Burrow on third down, and, and he's the best. Um, you know, Aaron Donald being injured this year, Chris Jones is the best interior pass rusher in the NFL. So um, you have those certain people that you kind of identify uh, on the chiefs and say, you know, when you start the game plan, this is who you need to game plan for. And Chris Jones is at the top of that list. Mm-hmm. Do you have any concerns with how the office has been running the last two weeks? We haven't got our, uh, our two main receivers uh, <laughs> involved in it, but we bone the teams out. Is there any concern that uh, there's something wrong with it or, or, you know, are they just, they don't have to use it right now. Yeah, I have some concerns with how they finished the season. And at first I thought that was uh, offensively specifically. At first I kind of thought uh, that was overblown and it still might be. But if you just kind of look at their uh, offensive performances since Jalen Hurts got back from the injury, and it's been a little wonky because week 18 – you have like a preseason game plan. So I don't want to put too much into it, but certainly that was not a great offensive performance. And then you have the, uh, the divisional round there against the Giants where you play pretty well. And then you have this game against the Niners where it was a real grind offensively. And to your point, <coughs> excuse me, uh, excuse me, got a little su- all this talking. I'm not, I'm not used to it. Uh, <laughs> the downfield passing game has not been there 
in recent weeks. And so that to me is certainly a concern and something you have to get back on track here. And you're going to have to take advantage of those young corners uh, on the Chiefs. So that that's something else that in recent weeks hasn't been there. It's got to be there in the Super Bowl. Shil, how much of it do you think is just health? How much of it is dictated by the fact that, let's face it, these games weren't all that close. You, you didn't really have to throw a ton you know, in the second half of the Giants game and, and or the 49ers game, you know, when you look at it, I'm just talking about from a passing game perspective, you know, and, and Jalen will tell you, he's been pretty frank. I'm not right. I'm, I'm, I'm battling through it. I'll be okay. I'm playing in the Super Bowl, whatever. But, but how much of it is, is just circumstances of games where they've been, you know, had pretty sizable leads too. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, you look at the circumstances, it's what you said. And then also the Niners have the best defense in the NFL. So I've been playing this game, you know, with myself here in the last few days saying how much stock to put into it because you have the Niners had the best defense in the NFL. You played well against the Giants in uh, the divisional round. Week 18, you had a preseason game plan. It didn't really matter. So there are these varying circumstances. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if they came out and played really well uh, offensively in the Super Bowl. But to, to Barrett's point there, yeah, the passing game, has looked a little more uneven, whereas early in the season, it felt so easy, right? You would sit down, watch these games, and go, what doesn't every offense do? They're just going right down the field uh, <laughs> with these, doing whatever they want, and it hasn't been the case for like the last month or so. So you're right, Rob. There's been certain circumstances about why that's been the case, and the Chiefs don't have a great defense. Like, I would put them middle of the pack, but Steve Spagnolo, his kind of calling card throughout his career is he can put together a great game plan for one week in the playoffs where you say, you know what, throw all the stats from the whole season out the window. He knows how to attack this specific team specifically uh, when given two weeks. So uh, I'm giving you a wishy-washy answer because I don't know. It's something I'm trying to figure out what the level of concern should be uh, for the offense because I really could see it going either way where if they lose the game, we look back and say, well, yeah, you know, we should have seen that coming. They weren't that clean the last month of the season. And if they come out, and move the ball and play great, say, well, there was a reason why they didn't move the ball. They were right back to being the team we all thought they were. Mm -hmm. Shio, we are still nine days away from kickoff. But as we sit here right now, and and, and your writing wheels are spinning, what are, what are your biggest, what your one biggest storyline for each team right now? I think the biggest story of the game is the Eagles pass rush against the, uh, mm -hmm. against the Chiefs offensive line. I mean, really, I'm going to spend a lot of words talking and writing over the next nine days, I could probably just give that piece of analysis. And I feel very strongly that by the time Sunday night rolls around, that's going to be the story of the game. I mean, this Eagles defense, their pass rush, I mean, not even eight deep. We're talking like 10 deep rotating guys in and out. They're healthy. They sack opposing quarterbacks. I think 11% of the time, it's like the highest rate in the last 20 years of any team in the NFL. And then you have a magician, on the other side, where if you watch these games, when they have it, the Chiefs have issues up front, Mahomes makes it right. Like he knows how to move, he knows how to maneuver. He has this, you know, we, we talk about the arm angles and the throwing all the time, yep. but just like the spatial awareness of he knows what, like he had something in his head where he knows where every player on the field is at all times. So uh, to me, that's really, you know, going to be the biggest, uh, the biggest story in this game and certainly from a chief's perspective. I mean, I'm sure Andy Reid is looking at this going, we're not going to let their pass rush wreck this game. Cause we know what happened in the super bowl two years ago. They totally remade their entire team 
after that. And I think he's going to say, no, that's not happening uh, th- th- this time around. So that's number one on that end. And then on the other end, it- it's probably what we already talked about. Like I'm not expecting the Eagles defense to shut down the chiefs. Their offense is going to have to play their a game. And so it's that thought of how do you attack these chiefs? How are the chiefs going to play out? So, I mean, it might be as simple as you can run the ball on them all day long and you can mix in the RPOs if you want to, but man, you should have an edge with the way your offensive line has been playing with Jalen Hurts having uh, two weeks of rest with that shoulder. You really should be able to run the football on them uh, in this game. Mm. Let me ask you this. Um, what do you contribute the rise of Kenneth Gainwell being, you know, he's, he's not right now he's splitting reps. They have even reps the last two games um, going into this, you know, do you think that continues and what makes him just look so good right now in the playoffs? He's this year's Corey Clement. It feels that way. I don't know if you guys have made the same Great comparison. comparison. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not, yeah. Can I use that? Yeah, no, steal it. I stole it from someone else, Barry. Right. So I, I, don't know, I don't even know who to credit it to uh, at, this, at this point, whoever said it first. But I, I thought it was really accurate because yeah. I don't think any of us watching this team during the season in week 12, week 14, were saying Kenny Gainwell needs more touches. I mean, I, I don't remember that conversation uh, really happening. And then all of a sudden you watch the playoffs, like you said, they're splitting snaps and it's warranted. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, should that be the case in the Super Bowl? A hundred percent. And I think not only is Gainwell running it well, but as a receiver, and it sort of felt this way for most of the season, when you look at third down, uh, it feels like they trust him more on third down, whether that's blitz pickup, whether that's his, his route running, but they had, I think it was a third and five in that game against the Niners. He leaks out into the flat. Jalen Hurts gets him the ball, makes a linebacker miss, runs through a tackle, 17-yard gain by the time he gets out of bounds. So uh, I think he's going to be a factor for sure in this game. And, uh, yeah, I, w- I would expect him to continue to play well. He- he's really been doing a good job recently. Let, let me follow up on what Barrett just started because I want to hear from all three of you on this. Me going to the well of conspiracy theories again. Maybe Gainwell is getting more touches so the organization can help decide do they need to keep Miles Sanders? Are they okay moving on from Sanders Stop, based Gary. on uh, hey, hey, on, it's man. a it's a why not? Oliver Stone. Why <laughs> right. Not? Why not why think about it now? Let's wait two it. weeks from now. No, think about <laughs> it. Think about it. And and we can see this unfold in the in the Super Bowl game as well. They've got to make decisions. We've been talking about this for months. Maybe this is a part of helping them make a decision for the immediate future. Nobody wants to touch I mean, that one. No, yeah, I wasn't sure. You well, bear, bear. I mean, I would be surprised at this stage if that was like a if this were happening in like week seven or eight. I would say, okay, yeah, I could, you know, maybe that is part of it. Now. You know, the, the coaching staff, if you're kind of going to them with that, you know, Nick Sirianni, we said, is a fiery guy. I think he would be like, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the guy in who's going to get more in the Super Bowl, who's going to give me the best chance to win. I don't care what we do in the offseason with Miles Sanders' contract. But it could be an effect of that, uh, Gunner. I, I think I, I don't think it's the motivation, but could it be the effect of that where Gainwell plays well again, Miles Sanders hits the open market, and you say, all right, Gainwell – Maybe we sign a veteran for the minimum. Maybe we draft someone in the fifth round and do kind of a running back by committee because you have to feel better, much better about Gainwell now than maybe you did uh, eight weeks ago. So, uh, you know, I, I could see that being effect, an effect of it for sure. 
Shia, were you concerned when the Eagles signed Reddick that they weren't going to necessarily use him the right way? We saw early in his career that he wasn't used the right way. Um, did that concern you? Like, because I know you had some concerns about Gannon in general, but th- that did that worry you? Yeah, you know, I, I think I was, you know, my line was that uh, like Reddick tells you how good the defensive coordinator is because he's been in different schemes and there have been times where he hasn't played well, they haven't used him well, and there have been other times where he has played well. So I think one, Gannon deserves credit for that. But two, I would say Reddick is not like, I don't want to, I don't know if limited is the right word, but you look at his market, like he got 15 million for a year, uh, which is a nice number. But you look at some of the other pass rushers in the NFL who have his sack production, who are his age, and they're making, you know, two, three, four million more than that. And so I think there was this thought around the league, and this isn't the first time he's been a free agent, by the way. So I think there was this thought around the league about, yeah, you know, he doesn't fit every scheme. You have to use him the right way. And honestly, if you watch his film, he can line up against the right tackle and kick that guy's butt consistently. Like, you don't – like, yeah, you can stunt him, and he's great doing stuff like that, and you can move him around. You can also line him up there, and he has shown he can kill that guy, like destroy that guy. He's done that time and again. And so uh, I think he's probably opened some eyes not only with the Eagles – but league-wide, like, no, I'm not a limited player who needs to be in a perfect scheme and you need to draw a place for me to get to the quarterback. Let me line up there, and my sort of pass rush arsenal has expanded, and I can just win my one-on-one. So, uh, I mean, the guy's been incredible. 19 and a half sacks in 19 games. And, uh, the line, you know, I've been saying these aren't like Jason Babbitt-type uh, sacks, you know, where you look at the <laughs> box score at the end of the year and go, wait, he had how many sacks this year? No, these are – you're watching the game, and at the end of the game, you're going, well, I know Hassan Reddick had a major impact because he made X number of game-changing plays. So he's a big factor in this game because you look at that Chiefs offensive line, great in the interior, maybe one of the best two or three guard center guards in the NFL. You look at tackle, they're not, I'm not going to say they're bad or terrible or anything like that, but that's kind of where the weakness is, uh, where you can get to them a little bit. So whether it's Reddick, Josh Sweat, or, or Brandon Graham, I think, you know, one of those guys has to be heard from in the Super Bowl for the Eagles to, to produce some negative plays. All right, I'll put, I'll put my address in the private chat, okay? <laughs> you can send me that Jordan uh, plaque in your back, bro. Yeah, I'll good luck. Right. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> no shot. Uh, it's hot, man. Just let you know it's hot, man. It's no, hot. I love you. Yeah, the Shields <laughs> backdrop's cool. Very cool. Um, I'll tell you the other advantage, Shield, they got all 22 starters, man. How? I mean, that's insane how healthy they are. And that's the other thing, you know, we all, all of us, what are they doing in the preseason? What's happening here? Maintenance days, this and that. Every team around the league is like, how is this even possible? Just ask San Francisco, who was down four quarterbacks last week. It's unbelievable. on Wednesday? What? Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's really unheard of, 22 starters by the time you get to this point in the season. I mean, I haven't looked back and seen how many teams have had that, but – you know, it's really kind of the underlying thing in the NFL where we, again, we spend all these hours, words with all our analysis. And usually when you look at who's not every year, but usually when you look at who's in the Super Bowl, you say, wow, those teams had kind of the best injury luck of any team in the NFL this season. It, it, it really uh, matters. And so, yeah, they're in a great spot. The Chiefs got a little banged up in that AFC championship game. So keep an eye on that injury report as we go in to next week. But the Eagles, it's like, Unless somebody gets, you know, gets injured in practice with, you know, it'll knock on wood. You don't want to see anything like that happen. But unless something like that happens, they're going into this game 
ready to play anyone and everyone they need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. Shield, what's your feel, man? I know we're nine out here, right? It's not – you usually dig a little bit deeper as we get into the next week, but you got a vibe right now at least of, of where this thing could go here with the game? Yeah, I, I've been flip-flopping, honestly. I, I'm leaning a li- leaning Eagles right now just because, you know, to, to what Barrett said initially. Like, you go position by position, and, man, you're putting a lot of checks in the Eagles column just in terms of better corners, better wide receivers, better O-line better D-line. I mean, there's only, you know, a handful of places you would say, give the Chiefs the edge. And then I remind myself, one of those places is that quarterback who, uh, you know, 20 years from now, we might be saying, that's that's the greatest guy we ever saw uh, play football, the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. He's in his prime. And in my head, I'm going, are they going to go five years with Mahomes as the quarterback with just one Super Bowl? Like, it almost feels like they should have more by now. And this is a good spot for them as well. So I kind of flip-flop on those two thoughts throughout the course of the day. And we'll see where I am by like Thursday, Friday of next week. I think if I had to pick it today, I would give the Eagles uh, a slight edge without feeling overly confident about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Shield, we appreciate it, brother. Are, are you headed out to uh, to Phoenix? Are you going to the game? Uh, I am. I'll be headed out there uh, on Monday for the week. So we'll have our, our podcast, the Ringer's Philly special from there every day. And then we'll be uh, writing stuff for the ringer.com. She'll keep up the good work, oh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Follow him at Shield Capadia. Shield, we really do appreciate it. Brother. Thanks, Thank bro. You. Appreciate you. All right, guys. Always good talking to you. Take man. care. Yep. Take care, Shield. Uh, interesting insights. He's right, guys. As much as you look at the like matchups, right? And you say offensive line Eagles, defensive line Eagles, uh, secondary Eagles receivers, especially with Kansas city being banged up Eagles, right? As, as much as you look at that, there is still that little party that says Ugh, Mahomes and that's yep. nothing against hurts, but it's real, man. That dude is a magician. Mahomes and Kelsey. Is, yeah. Because they're the backbreakers, up. Barrett. You got them at, at a third and five. They're getting six. And then they turn around and then yeah. run it back, man. Then he worked that running back in now. So. You, you, yeah. you cannot overlook the fact that this is supposed to be a reloading, a retooling year for the Kansas City Chiefs. They emerge as the number one seed. They win 14 more games. They've won 16 games now. And as I mentioned yesterday when I went through the numbers, they have three first, second-year players on offense, four or five first, second, third-year players on defense. And here they are, just like the Eagles, one win away from winning a Super Bowl. You can't – I mean, you can say what you want. Yes. On paper, there's no question the Eagles are a superior team. But that scheme that they run there in Kansas City has stood the test of time for the last four years in particular. They're in the third Super Bowl in the last four years. We talk about the rarity of Eagles being in a Super Bowl for the second time in five years. This team's going to the third one in four years. Mm -hmm. And the pieces keep changing. And one of the most explosive pieces in the history of the game in Tyreek Hill was not a part of this. And they're still back again. But when you talk about that dude, Mahomes, and that dude, Kelsey, and people, well, if you blank him, everybody says, and it's true, the the mindset, if you blanket Kelsey, you'll have a measure of success. It's like that old adage, you can't stop him, but you you, you only hope to contain him. Yeah. You know? Like I said uh, earlier in the week, early in the season, the dude had seven catches for 25 yards before of him for touchdowns. He's going to find a way to be effective in that offense. They are going to find a way to utilize every asset of him whatsoever. 
And I, that's that's what makes it an interesting storyline to build up to this game, especially starting next week. Yeah. You know, what is Nick Sirianni going to do with this offense? Are they going to blow him out? How does Andy Reid counter? What tricks do they, do they have up their sleeves? Because you know it's not going to be conventional football from Kansas City's part. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I think it really – and Shield touched on it, guys, and we'll talk about it a ton over the next, you know, week plus. But I just don't know. Can can't it, Despite Mahomes' magic, can that offensive line hold up? He was magical Mahomes a few years ago, and I know yep. that offensive line was really banged up. But yep. that's how they lost that Super Bowl, man. It was relentless pass rush. Yeah in his face yeah so, bye bye that, that and, Patriots team put it on him bro yeah he did and, and so what did Andy Reid do what did their staff do they ran out and rebuilt that line they drafted the dude Creed Humphrey for center an excellent center and they spent a lot of money in free agency to pick up to shore up that line okay so they made the necessary adjustments to get back to where they are now you know except for the tackle position tackle position yeah they're, they're kind of lacking right now are they, is it due to injury or no, just do that. This they're just not as good as they've had before. Yeah. So mm. I mean that that's where it's at. I mean, can the Eagles for me, you know, get to Mahomes, which I think they no reason to believe they can't, and are gonna they gonna stay committed to the run and pound it down Kansas City's throat, which I think they can make some real hay doing that. That's absolutely, it. absolutely. That's it. You know, those keep that spots. dude off the field. Control the clock like you did against the 49ers. Keep that dude off the field. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. All right, uh, we'll continue with the Eagles discussion. It was good stuff from Shield right there. We'll continue with the Eagles discussion uh, when we come back. In a little bit, um, we, we are going to dive into – Barrett's going to give us his offensive game plan against the Chiefs. Uh, we'll get into some NFL stuff, you know, some some off-the-field issues, some coaching discussions and whatnot. We're going to have Dan Koob join us from Sport Trade at 2.30, talk about the line movement in this game. Uh, but we come back, Barrel, give us a game plan. A sixer gets snubbed, and we'll take some chat section questions as well. So, chat folks, throw a question in mark in front of what you want to ask us, and we will uh, we'll field some of the best ones when we come back. So, don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Steak, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Now it's time to tell me tell you about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So if you have any issues in your yard or in your property, they're just a quick phone call away. And they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, we're in that time of year right now where we get some nasty winds, some bad weather. You want to make sure you get your trees evaluated because those branches, those trees could come down very easily in the wrong kind of weather, heavy winds, etc. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for a sampling of their work or more information. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean jeff 
Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. We're back, baby. We are hanging out with you, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. Did you know, I'm going to give you an early on this date. On this date, 2017 was our final episode of Breakfast on Broad. Yeah, I, yeah you're on mute. But yeah, I ju- it just popped up in my uh, Facebook memories. I, I didn't even realize it myself, man. That was our, it was Jay Farrow. Wreaking <laughs> 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 havoc. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was it, man. <clears throat> that, that it was, was crazy. this day. Isn't that crazy? It was this day six years. I said five years, six years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. I, w- I wasn't there for that last show. I got my pa- my positive passed away. Uh, uh, yeah, the day before, but <laughs> yeah, I uh, <laughs> oh. I watched the show. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I know Jill Jillian could turn those shades of. Of red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look like some of the banners behind me. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. That was it, man. The end of an era. So uh just passing that along. Uh, that was a great sure. show, bro. That was a great show. It was fun. We had a lot of fun. Uh it was too short, but it was fun. That was my uh, that was my first time being in on TV and really, you know what I'm saying, hey, on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it was a two-hour show. I might have said 50 words that first whole week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. Oh, uh, hey, let me give you this. So these are the Eagles players, according to Jeff McClain. Uh, I, I meant to get to this earlier, sorry. Uh, that will be on risers during Super Bowl media night on Monday, meaning yeah. they're, the, they're the guys who are going to be accessible, right? Yep. Uh, <clears throat> no surprise. Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts. A.J. Brown, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Jordan Mailata, Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Darius Slay, and Miles Sanders. So for my first reaction to that is, you better not be taking anything Jordan Mailata says live. If you do, my man curses up a storm. Yeah. <laughs> a storm. Okay. Hey, he curses worse than somebody else I know. Whoa! All right, so he's the first one. But any any names oh, not there that surprise you guys? No, no. Devonte maybe? No. He's oh, not a, he's yeah. not a, he's he's not not a talker anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's pretty quiet. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, the thing is though, they're going to get asked some of the dumbest questions on the planet because you always have these entities like these these websites and all this stuff that are always you know the, pe the people have no to ask them. Hey, can I get you to do a promo for us? Yep. Like a five second promo, you're watching so and so, yeah. and players look at him like, What? Yeah, <laughs> and the funniest part is when you get the foreign media oh. there, they're not they don't talk in football jargons. They, you know, you stand there going, You traveled all this way just to ask this question, really? Hey, Mike, do you yeah. really eat cheese steaks, Mike? Or, or you get that. <laughs> You know, yeah, the, dude. Some the of the smoking hot uh, uh, Mexican oh, reporter. Oh, don't, don't even get me started with that. And yeah, a lot of <laughs> those entities, a lot of those entities send you, they send those people on purpose because yes. they know yes. players will definitely be looking their way. Yeah. Yep. And even though the question has nothing to do with what you're talking about, players will graciously answer that question because of who's standing in front of them. Quick mm -hmm. story. Yeah. Huh. Quick story: The year we went to the Super Bowl, um, we're in a uh, we're we're inside the place, you know, Ford, whatever Ford Field is, you know, Ford, whatever Ford Field is. Yeah, we uh, we're sitting in there and we're taking the picture, and it just so happened one of them walked walked by, and we're trying to take the picture, but nobody's paying attention to the photographer, so he turns around and kindly asks, "Excuse me, ma'am, could you please step away for about 10, 15 minutes so we can take this picture?" Right now, I can't get all eyes on me because they're all on you. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> hey, Barrett, if you remember, too, think about some of the outfits that some of these women wear on purpose right. to get attention. Uh, hey, Rob, it's like, I don't want to say scandalous, but some of the outfits, they'll walk around the, the arenas on those media days. It's, it's, it's deliberate. Let's just put it like that. Yes. You know. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Yep. And, and you sit there going... You're lucky a lot of times. You're lucky when, you know, especially if it's not a team you're covering. You're lucky if you get one question in, you know, because there's so many people around them. You got mics holding up like this, or, you know, but <laughs> sometimes you can't get a question in because the people who strategically want to get up front so we can, so we can ask them something off the cuff and make sure you get the person in the shot asking them the question because mm -hmm. we can use that for a promo or maybe just maybe you catch them at the right time. And they might just say, hey, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm watching so-and-so for, you know, European uh, Sports Network. Boom. That's the money. 
That's all he cared about. Spent all that money to get that five second promo. Come across these, it dude. It's it's crazy. It's insane what goes on. <laughs> where I was, where they put me at media availability, where they put me at, they so happened to have me in between the bus, Jerome Bettis, and Troy Palomalo. So it wow. looked like I had a lot of people sitting in front of me, but they're trying to get to Troy and, and Bussy. <laughs> Pretty good though, Barrett. I mean, you're rare air right there, man. Oh man, but it was it was funny because nobody asked me any questions. <laughs> <laughs> you were oh, long for the ride. Yeah. Oh my god. All right, I hear you. Um, let's hit a couple things here, guys. So uh NBA All-Stars were named last night. Uh, Joel Embiid is an all-star. He is not starting. We already knew that much. Um, James Harden gets snubbed. He is he is not an all-star this year. Should he be? I think so. I think 21-11, 45 from the floor, almost 40 from three, 86 from the free throw line. It's pretty good. It's yeah, pretty good. It's pretty good stat numbers. Yeah, he said, he said 21-11. Yeah, six and a half, basically. Six and a half. Rebounds. Almost forty-five percent from field goal uh, field goal range and uh, thirty-nine point four from three. So I, I would say they're pretty good numbers. The only yeah, thing, are. yeah, I mean, the only thing holding it, counting against him is he missed fourteen games with that with the calf. I mean, if you look at Drew Holiday's numbers, it, it's not even close. Harden's no. had a much better year. Negadelphia, alive oh. and well. So who are the starters then? Giannis, I'm doing this off the top of my head. I don't, yeah. they, I don't think they picked the teams yet, have they? Yeah, they did last night. Yeah. Uh, well, well, if you, uh, Rob, I was listening to the post game show uh, of their Bucks Clippers game, and the reporter tried to egg Giannis on about have you decided who you want to pick? He goes, I got a strategy. So is it just that the starters have been named for each squad? Yeah, you pick reserved? between those guys. The starters are named, and then you pick between that that pool, right? And then your reserves, right? Right, that's what I'm saying. The the, the starter, okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, Embiid and John Moran headlined the reserves from last night. They're the reserves. Okay. We know that. Um, the, John so, Moran, a reserve. Jo- right, joined by Jalen Brown. Uh, he's in front of him. Bam out of bio, Drew Holiday, Demar Derozan, Julius Randle, Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, in the East, and then the West is. I said Morant, uh, Demonis Sabonis, Damian Lillard, Paul George, Shai Gilgis Alexander, Shea Gilgis Alexander, uh, Laurie Markinen, and Jaron Jackson. They're your, they're your, uh, they're your reserves. Well, I'm looking at Trey Young didn't make it. Exactly. Um, Trey Young didn't make it. Devin exactly. Booker missed a lot of time. Anthony Davis, Trey Young, Pascal Siakam, yep. Jimmy Butler. And Harden, yeah. Wow. Yep. That's, that's great. Yep. Darius Garland, he's had a great season. Yes, he has. You're right. He has. Fox didn't make it either. Yep. Wow. Now you got Durant and Zion both out with injuries right now. So if either of them, then it's February 19th, by the way. Uh, so we're 16 days away. Uh, so you got a little while. But Commissioner Adam Silver chooses the replacement if it's not those guys. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah, so this year's All-Star Game, it, it's the sixth time the NBA has conducted a draft of the 24 players with each team led by their captain, Giannis for the East and LeBron for the West. 
the, the, the new wrinkle this year is the draft itself will take place shortly before the game begins. So that's what's, that's the difference. Uh, okay. There. Okay. This All year. Right. Yeah. Well, so. I, um, I remember yesterday, I think it was yesterday or the day before yesterday, you said that um, the Eagles may have some interest in with the trade deadline. He said it's next week. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's six days from now. Yeah. The ninth. Well, Andre Drummond, he plays with Bulls. Now, Andre Drummond had 15 points, 11 rebounds in just 15 minutes. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Mm. Sheesh. And I know they liked it. They had they had to give him up in the Ben Simmons deal last year yeah, with Seth Curry, yeah. but yeah, you know I'll tell you the other one that that, that should have gotten in. Jalen Brunson has been ridiculous for the Knicks. Exactly. He has been. Um, exactly. And he didn't get yeah, in. But that I I really believe that Drummond trade may happen because I know Doc doesn't like either one of these two guys backing up. I I just just my feel. You know, for these guys um, with Doc, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe with injuries, uh, somebody, somebody's maybe not as banged up, but just doesn't want to be involved and fake something. You know, maybe one of these guys gets in. Uh, we'll see how that ends up shaking out. Hey, did you realize LeBron's only sixty-three points shot shy of the all-time scoring mark by Kareem? Isn't that something? Well, he's been in the league thirty-four years, so I mean, yeah. it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the yeah. league since he was twelve, so I mean, right. It was only a matter of time. Yeah, it's true. Sixty-three points—that's it. That's it, man. He's going to do this in two or three games, probably. And then the thing is, you, I assume he's going to come back and play next year. So that record would be almost untouchable if he plays another season beyond this, which he will. He's he's gonna, they they say he's trying to play with his son, but his son just ain't good enough to be, you know, go to school one year and then be in the pros. Yeah, yeah but you know what, Barrett? His son may make it just because of his dad. Prime example. Giannis's brother sit, been sitting on the Bucks bench forever. His brother ain't a third of the player Giannis is, but yet his brother's still collecting seven-figure income every year. And I'm thinking, and then when I've seen him get in and play, it's like, dude, there are college players that can smoke this dude right now. <laughs> and you're playing because your brother's there. And of course, the brother made a commitment that I'm staying in Milwaukee. I'm not gonna go and and and, and travel around and try to find their super team to play for. Mm-hmm. So they threw him a bone and said, Well, you know what? If you stay here, we'll keep your brother here also. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Who gets I like had, once every twelve games? I wish I had a brother that did me like that. Yeah, really, <laughs> man. You know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Uh, you know how how that goes. I think LeBron's kid is down to three teams: uh, USC, Oregon, and Ohio State are the three teams that he's got. Right, left. Right. I heard. I heard he's really leaning towards you, um, Oregon. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Huh. Well, why would you? He'll be there for two years and then try to make the jump. Yeah, I mean, I you know, obviously USC would be closer to home. Ohio State, he's got the ties to the state of Ohio. Uh, but Oregon, good for him, man. It seems like you've been there, Barrett. I heard it's an insane campus. I heard it's just Bro, beautiful. You can tell Phil Knight's hands are all over it. Oh, oh. Like his um his son passed away. So he has uh he built the um the sports building in honor of him. Okay. And okay. there's not one NFL team. That's better than that. really. Not it's that, it's that amazing. Wow, wow. it's amazing. Wow, it's, that's it's pretty truly cool. amazing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, John Dickerson makes a good point. He'll get the Nike NIL deal, which could be insane. Yeah. Oh, yep, yep, yep. yep. Not wrong, not wrong about that. That's for sure. Uh, chat section, you got any questions? Fire away. Uh, all right, Barrett. I wanted to. Well, let me hit you with this one too. I thought you guys would find this interesting. So the, the game played earlier this week, Florida State women against Duke women. The game was at Florida State. 
So Kara Lawson, who's Duke's head coach, came out after last night's game. I forget who they played last night, Duke, but it wasn't wasn't th- that game. And said during the first half of the Florida State Duke game, they used a men's ball. So they all, all you know, her players are coming up to her saying something's off, like something's up. And I guess their team manager or somebody went and checked the ball that was at the scorer's table at halftime and, and realized it was a men's ball. Now, Florida State's like denying it. And Kara Lawson isn't saying that's why they lost, but, you know, she's pretty ticked off. She said this would never happen in a men's game. She's not wrong. I mean, there's no way they would be playing a men's game with a women's ball. So that's kind of crazy. And obviously somebody got wind of it and, and, and changed it. You can tell the size. Yeah, it's it's bigger. Yeah, Way, way bigger. Yeah, yeah. So – yeah, whatever, for, for whatever it's worth. Um, all right, let's get some questions here. Chris D., uh, I know a lot depends on free agent re-signings, but what two positions for each of you gentlemen uh, should be a priority in the draft? Ooh. Good the question, draft, Chris. Well, Chris. I would say corner Chris, if well, Bradbury – go ahead, Gunner. No, go ahead, Chris. I just want to say, th- first of all, thank you for calling us gentlemen because we've been called a lot worse. All right, yeah, Rob, sure. continue. I would, say, I would say corner, especially if Bradbury walks, uh, would, would be a huge priority. Um, I think defensive tackle, if Fletcher and Hargrave go, to, to team somebody mm. with Milton Williams and, and Jordan Davis might be a, a consideration as well. I, that, that, I would hit those two. How about you guys? Mm. It's hard to disagree with that. Definitely a corner. I can't, Like I said before, I cannot see them paying James Bradbury big money when you already have another cornerback under a big money contract. That just doesn't happen. You don't pay two cornerbacks big money. Now, whether it's free agency or the draft, I would imagine they're going to try to replenish the stock with either a decent cornerback or the future Sauce Gardner, considering they have that 10th overall pick and another pick as well. Mm -hmm. I can't see him paying it. So I would have to say corner and maybe a linebacker. Maybe they'll go after another linebacker. Okay. Okay. Uh, good question from Sweens here. Uh, how do you guys feel about AAA and eventually Major League Baseball moving to an electronic su- strike zone? It sucks when calls are missed, but a report from John Boy showed that the young umps uh, are calling great games. Um, I, look, I I, I do. A, there's a little piece of me that likes the human element of this thing. Um, it becomes kind of robotic, I guess, but it does feel like that's the way it's going. I guess. I don't love it, but I'm I'm almost like resigned to that's where it's going, Sween. So I'm not that cranked up about it. Frankly, I, I think that's where we're going at some point soon. First, if it does happen. You, you, I mean, I would think the games would go faster, but also hmm. you get a lot more strikes in the strike zone. You know, you the yeah, speed, it'll be it'll make the game go faster. Yeah, but those off speed, those off speed, those off play pitches. You know, you'll lose a lot of those off-speed pitchers. You know what I'm saying? It'll yeah. mostly go into – that forces you to almost be a, a – a, Be around the plate more. That's a great point, Barry. Yeah. The, the guys who have to nibble and are yep. trying to hit the you know the black of the plate, the yep. guys who have to paint like Jamie Moyer types, Tom Glavin back exactly. in the day, exactly. it's going to hurt those guys. Yeah, but you, you almost have to make everybody fastball pitchers. That's a good point. Um, first of all, it's going to put a lot of people out of work. Uh, secondly, anytime you try something new, I mean, obviously we live in a world of advancing technology every year. There's going to be flaws, you know, and how much will those flaws affect it? It will make the game go faster, but there's going to be flawed mechanical flaws somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to happen. Luckily you're doing it at a minor league instead of trying it right away at the major leagues. Could you work out the kinks, the minor leagues, and then in a year or so they're going to, you know, it works there. They're going to implement it 
in the big leagues as well. No doubt. Which, no which doubt. is going to cost even more people jobs. So. The, the one thing that we have seen in the minors is they've used that pitch clock and it has sped the games up considerably. Like they're like 20 minutes faster. So yeah, yeah, that's coming. You know, we know that's coming this year. Uh, hey, so it's been what a couple about a month and a half, two months since Kyrie's done anything, right? There's any been any kind of Kyrie dust ups of late? Yeah, nothing. He's just been balling. But you yeah, know, well, guess what? He's officially requested a trade from the Nets, and he wants it to happen before the February 9th trade deadline, or he will walk in free agency if they don't trade him. So. Wait a minute. Did there he say go. that? Did he say that or somebody that's associated? That's a Sham with Sharania uh, report that's coming out, according to Sham Sharania of, uh, of of the Athletic and Stadium. That's his. Re- and who, Shams and Woj are the two guys. So, yeah, I put credence in it. Just so you know, right now, Brooklyn Brooklyn's right there. They're five and a half games back of first place. They're they're two and a half back of the Sixers for third place. They're in fourth. It's interesting timing that he's going to pull this right now when his team's battling. Well, but, after, but the they, after the way they got their bus waxed the other night by Boston, maybe he realizes, hey, uh, we ain't going anywhere <laughs> anytime soon. You know, maybe. But why would you pick now? The, yep. Come on, man. Seriously. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the, the most optimal time to do it. Yeah, he's got, he, can, he can hold them up right that. now. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But still, dude, seriously. Now, it's not like you're playing for one of the also ran. You're not playing at Houston, one of the bad teams in the NBA. You're in a team that's in the mix right now. I mean, understand your point. You could have saved that comment for the end of the season. Hmm. You know, well, if you're gonna walk, you're gonna walk. Let's just let's just roll. Uh I mean, right now his his compadre isn't playing right now. So I mean that's yeah, he's KD's out. He's you know he's coming back. You know he's coming back. Yeah, but then you got Ben playing like a uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I, that's that Barrett. That was my other thought. Like, is this yet another guy? Like, Harden wanted to get away from, but you didn't. I'm not Harden. I'm sorry. There have been others that wanted to get away from this guy in the worst way. I wonder if Kyrie's seen enough of him up close and personal that he absolutely. wants to get away from him too. Absolutely. Yeah. That's absolutely what it is. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. And that, you know, the Nets are in a precarious spot. You're you're in fourth place in the East. You know, if you, what are you getting back for him? You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, hey. did he sign off on the coach, or did was it just? Uh... <laughs> it was the other guy who they got canned. So they right. so they wanted Nash, and then they got <laughs> Nash canned. Uh, <laughs> oh. Hey, uh, not to, not to throw you off, dude, but did you see this? I don't mean to cut you off. This is just starting to roll now. From Dave Zangaro and Zach Berman, Avante Maddox back in a walking boot today. Yeah, he's not practicing, and the left foot is in a boot. <sighs> I know that's not good. That's not good. I just yeah, need a yeah. one more game. I'm sorry to be selfish. That's I not being selfish. That's realistic. That's well, not selfish. I mean, at least he's got another week plus to to maybe yeah. let it heal up. Hopefully, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would. That's worrisome, man. You know, that's a couple guys. I know Pat Gallon for CBS three said that he noticed when he was coming out of the locker room Sunday that Devonte had a really serious limp. Um, so he might have re-aggravated it during the game. Uh, who knows? If that yeah. was the case, the way he played against San Francisco, I want to know what they used to deaden that toe and yeah, get man. him to get through that game. If he if his limp was that pronounced after that game, I want to know what the heck they're using. What modern technology are you using now to get that dude where you got him for that game Sunday against the 49ers? Yeah. Because that's, that goes way beyond just adrenaline rush. Yeah. If that toe is that banged up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I jinxed them talking about how healthy they are, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's that's too bad. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Look, it's a, we got there is a ways to go. This the, the nice thing about having the bye, right? I mean, that's that's the good thing. You get you get a little bit more time. 
Hopefully that thing heals up. Maybe they're just being overly cautious. Keep it in a boot. Keep it stable. Uh, you know, maybe I'm. Maybe this is me wishful thinking. Who knows? Right, but right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Um, let's get time out. We'll come back. We'll dive hard. I'm gonna get Barrett's game plan on offense. What you do uh, against this Chiefs defense, and we'll get into a lot of news and notes uh, with the NFL because there's a lot to uh, to dive into for sure. Dan Koob coming up at two thirty. From Sport Trade, we'll get the latest on the line, uh, the movement of the line. Some, if you got any prop bets for us, parlays or any of that kind of stuff, we'll do all that. When we come back, don't go anywhere. Derek Hunt, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right now, I want to talk to you about Razor technology and identity management. With cyber threats like ransomware on a seemingly endless uptick and the risk of a breach or data loss even higher than ever, the need to know just who's accessing your networks, systems, and applications is mission critical. Identity management from Razor Technology is a holistic framework of policies and technologies that lock down access to the right users for only the right reasons. They deploy cutting-edge solutions that identify, authenticate, and monitor access across your entire IT system. Razor Technology determines how users gain an identity in your system, what roles they need to fill, and enforces access across controls with network protocols, digital certificates, behavioral analysis, and secure authentication methods. Talk to Razor Technology today to learn how to identify management and how you can reduce the risk of a data breach while avoiding costly errors and downtime due to lack of access. Contact Razor Technology right now at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282. Or online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town.
the greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Friday, Friday, February 3rd, as we inch closer to the Super Bowl, which is a week from Sunday. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. All right, Brooksy, I need the game plan, man. What do the Eagles do? What can they do to exploit this Kansas City defense? We know uh, Chris Jones is a beast, but what do they need to do against the team overall from an offensive perspective? Uh, muted. I, I think they need to use that offense of um, their, their defense aggressive nature against them. <clears throat> With uh, how well they get up the field, you know, uh, Frank Clark and George Kaloftis, you know, the rookie from out of Purdue, they get up the field pretty quick. So why not use, you know, inside runs like the trap, mm-hmm. uh, draw plays, get them up the field, you know what I'm saying? Make them uh make them be more aggressive in the play calling, and then just run right in behind them, and not just using the running back. You know, so I'm not just talking about using Sanders, Gainwell, but also using Jalen, giving them an opportunity to run these draw plays because if they're gonna play man to man on the outside, bring blitzes. That means if you if you know you get keep somebody from getting in their gap, that's gonna leave an open hole, and that hole is gonna be huge because everybody else is running and and and. and following their their prospective um receivers you know they're gonna have one-on-one on the outside one-on-one with the with the tight end one-on-one running backs Jalen has to go out there and run the ball and when we do decide to run the ball let's just run good old-fashioned hardcore um handoffs not rpos or no man no man blocking schemes no no rpo just just flat out running and that's getting pistol and hand the ball have them going downhill running traps running power plays, um, you know, double team the front side, kick out the backside, hit it downhill. I don't think we need to run outside zones. Keep it all within the middle of it. You know what I'm saying? Run it to the teeth of that defense because those guys, even though they can rush the passer, they're small. The biggest guy is Jones. Everybody else is small pass rushing type of guy. Kaloft is little. Uh, Clark is a, a, a linebacker S type of player. Get in behind them and run behind those and run behind those guys. That's it in a nutshell. You can run the ball against this defense. Easy. You know, and I know sometimes during the season they've gotten away from it at times, but I, you know, they they've run it pretty consistently in the playoffs so far against these two teams. Right. You know, and, and especially, you know, last week 
they went into a game against the Niners where San Francisco gave up 77 points or 77 yards per game on the ground and they ripped them for, for a buck 40 something. So they stayed with it and they were successful with it. So I think that's good. That's a good mindset. They got to be in in a headspace. They got to be in going into this game. Right. Well, I'm sorry, man, but a dog 205. He said there's billions of people in this world. So there has to be a great punter out there. <laughs> hey, hey, John Dickerson had the best best game plan ever. He said, "Have D Gun line up and center crop dust the D line." <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey man, I'll be like that little girl. <laughs> that little girl is scarred, man. She don't like black people to this day, bro. Oh my she don't God. like any black people because of you, bro. I'm oh, feeling you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have no comment. Oh my God. <laughs> Fake uh, news. I, I hey look, I, I I might go out and get a Sippos jersey. How bad Kern's been. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I might be wearing that Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> oh man, Sippos, man. I, and I tell like I said before, man, we you ain't even gotta try to run the ball, man. You ain't gotta run it, just just punt it, bro. That's all I want you to do is punt yeah, it. Yeah, we don't need you. Anymore. We don't need you going back to your Australian days where you're, you know, rugby or whatever you, whatever you were up to. Man. <laughs> right, right. Just catch it and punt it. Uh, no, look, I, I like the game plan. I like the I like the approach. Uh, pound it down, but also as you talked about yesterday and today, how their their corners are going to be aggressive. You're going to have AJ. You're going to have Devontae singled up, and you should be able to do some damage, right? I mean, how how. How good are their safeties corners in coverage? Like, are they going to be able to handle um, Dallas no. Goddard? No, no. And with Sneed being out, he's going to be the slot guy. He's banged up. Yeah, he's banged up. Yep. Come on, man. You just got McDuffie, who's a rookie. Watson is the other rookie. Reed, they'll probably try to put Reed on, um, on, on, on him. He's just too small. He's too right. small. I can't I mean, I, there's no other way to do it. I mean, they might be able to put Willie Gay, if he's healthy enough, put Willie Gay on him. You know, but I can't see I can't see them going out there and having an answer for um for Dallas Goddard. Huh. There's no answer for Dallas. There's no answer for Brown. There's no answers for Smith. Huh. You know, and they want to run man to man so they can blitz so they can have more than you can block. But when you do that, you run the risk of opening those guys up man to man. And if Jalen can get it to him, it's over. Hmm. Over. They did a decent job. Controlling Cincinnati's high-powered weapons. I mean, yeah, I'm not Chase saying had that late that. one, but Chase didn't kill that, him. No, Chase yeah. didn't kill him. Higgins had eight, six catches, eighty-three yards. Tyler Boyd two catches, forty yards. Uh, Chase six catches, seventy-five yards. Higgins had one touchdown. The other two did not have a touchdown. Hayden Hurst the tight end, four catches, thirty-seven yards. So I don't know what they did. They were able to do something to 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 keep themselves in the game, and of course, eventually. Win the game. No, now, they did, at, Gunner. To, what? Sorry to interrupt you. They, they did get to Burrow five times. I, they you know, did. I, they I did don't know that him. they're going to have that same success with Jalen Hurts with this. Oh, I, I know. But, you know, I mean, and plus Cincinnati shot themselves in the foot. They had nine penalties to 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 uh, Kansas City's four. Kansas City had the ball 32 minutes, 51 seconds compared to 27.09. All of those little things weigh into it. The penalties, uh, the red zone. Cincinnati was one for three in the red zone. Kansas City two for three in the red zone. Uh, all those little things weigh into the equation as well. But, you know, Bears', Bears game plan is sound on point, you know. But, you know, they, like I said, Kansas City, 
with all this inexperience, all these dudes banged up, they still found a way to, to, to get rid of that 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 uh kryptonite, which was Cincinnati has been Cincinnati uh for the last three times they've met prior to them beating them last Sunday. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I mean, you know, this game should be this game should be a slam dunk who's gonna win this game. I'm not saying by a margin of points, but should be a slam dunk who should win it. Yes. All right, critical but question here. Yeah. From Timothy Walker. Yes, my front steps have held up uh, after my repair that I did. <laughs> it's true, I, Timothy. Sometimes miracles, you know, happen, man. I, and I don't know. Uh, I'll say that right. Day, huh? The second I say that, I'll walk outside today, and it'll be like, "Woof!" I'll be right. You know. But anyway, hey man, uh, the stuff that people remember what we say from last spring, summer, fall is is ridiculous, man. It's true. You know, my wife always tells me, "You got to be a little bit more careful." what you say on those sh- on the shows and i'm like no because then i wouldn't be me if i don't say them so no, I, I, I gotta say it you know i hear you i uh, love giving i love giving barrett the the opportunity to say diga what is wrong with you <laughs> I love I, you know we don't have enough time uh, I, yeah I, I hear you. uh good good point by dank and he he's right uh chief's red zone defense absolutely is, is it's it's susceptible man you should it be is. able you get down there, you got to cash. You cannot be kicking field goals, man. You cannot be kicking field goals. So no question about it. Take not care of business. Dude. Yeah, no, I 100. percent All right, a couple uh, NFL news and notes here. Not good here. Uh, Joe Mixon arrested for menacing. So the report goes, day before they played the Bills, um, was it two weeks ago. Uh, he, it was a Saturday. He held a gun to a guy's head, and, you know, whatever, threatened him, and, and all this other stuff. Now. In fairness, Mixon's side is saying this is nonsense and this will be dropped, you know, within days. It, it, it's BS. I don't know. Like I, I always say with these things, you know. It was actually dismissed about an hour or two ago. Oh, they did drop it. Yeah, it was Good. dismissed. Yep. Good. Thank you for the update. I know yep. his, his lawyer said this is nonsense. It's nothing. So, all right, good. That's good. Uh, Derek Carr will not extend his contract to give the Raiders further time to, to, to kind of figure out what they're doing. So basically he's putting the pressure on them because he's got like a $41 million uh, bonus that kicks in uh, soon. And I don't blame David Carr, Derek Carr one bit, you know, Not the even, way that organization treated him, screw them. Right. Right. Not even the least. You're going to give me my money. Yeah. I mean, or, or just cut me and let me go figure this out where I'm headed. We're, we're not going to play any, you're not going to sit here and play games with me. He even has a no trade claw in his contract. He's got him over a barrel. I'm yeah. not giving – considering how the, the, the league has treated players through the years, <coughs> I'm not giving I'm not giving ownership nothing back. I get $41 million guaranteed, and you want me to extend it? No. 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 I didn't tell you – I didn't tell you to cut – I didn't tell you to bench me. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Say yeah. it every time in that sport. Get every penny you can get, man. Every single penny you can get. And – yeah, he's and that's going to be interesting where he ends up, you know. And it's it's likely to be, I think, with one of the teams who don't have a real high pick, who can't like, get up there and get one of those college mm, quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, maybe even like the Colts, though. Possible, but the thing is, they're very scarred from bringing veterans in. Yeah. Oh. You know, <laughs> that's the only reason I would say maybe that might be tough there. But like Tampa. Um, somebody somebody suggested the Niners in the chat. Uh, maybe you know. I I think I sort of feel like the Niners are going to roll with the two young guys with Lance Ooh, and yep, Purdy. Yep. You know, there's risk there. You yeah. know, there is there is. You know, both guys are 
Yeah, I what, did. You guys see enough from Purdy to feel like he's the man going forward? I I'm sorry. I just I don't. I don't. I didn't, and I don't. Me neither. I don't know. I, I mean, he made he made some great throws. You know, he helped him stay on a roll. I don't know if he's an answer, but what what Shanahan was able to do with this kid off the bench in a desperate situation against the Miami team that was a good team at that time, and then to keep that thing rolling and to identify his strengths quicker. Uh, rather than later, is he the answer to their problems in the future? I think it all depends too on how quickly he comes back from this show, this elbow thing. You know, mm-hmm. right? If he, has that, if he has that Tommy John, he may be out a whole year. I mean, some some pitchers have missed a whole year. I know from Tommy John. You know, yeah, it's a great they point. Don't, they yeah. don't throw nearly as many baseballs as, as as football players do in a game. Think about it. I mean, so. I don't know. I don't know, man. That's that's a tricky one for the 49ers. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, Vic Fangio gets three years at four point five million per year to uh to coordinate the defense for the Dolphins. So uh assistant coaches getting getting uh getting paid. So good for him. That is uh, great money, man. Boy, isn't it, man? Four and a half million to be Dang, a defensive player. Wow. You, you don't have to deal with the headaches that these the bosses deal with, the coach deals with. Exactly. I mean when you making man, he's he's making he's making more than uh our head coach. I didn't realize wow. his Nick's salary is that low. I didn't I thought, realize that. I thought I thought Nick was right around three and a half. By the way, he's about to get paid. He's about right. to get paid. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> oh, they gonna they gonna rip the contract yeah. up real. I don't quick. care what real. the deal is or how many years he's got left. That's gonna be torn up this this off season. But think about this. I mean, Fangio gets four and a half million and gets to go to South Florida as well. I know, man. Yep. <laughs> Hey man, that's that's living the dream right there, bro. Get a nice little crib on the water there. What? Yeah, what? Man. You can do all right. You don't even have to buy anything. Just rent a crib on the water, man. That's Who true. knows? That's hey, true. You know, some of these teams have trade-offs with like, you know, real estate people. If you let certain people stay at your place, we do this for you. He might even have not have to pay for a place on the water. Exactly. You wow. live it free for a whole football season, man. Dude, <laughs> it's Camelot. What uh-huh. else do you want? Yeah, man. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. Yep. Uh, all right. So a couple other odds and ends here. Um, NFL wise. So uh, Green Bay. Uh, this is weird. There's conflicting reports and Gunner, you can speak to this very well. Yeah. So Adam Schefter reported that Green Bay will not trade Aaron Rodgers to an NFC team. However, you talk to Sal Palantonio uh, on your gun on one, which will drop right. at six o'clock on Jacob sports YouTube channel. Yeah. And he had a little something different to say, huh? He said, you heard it here first. Don't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers goes to Tampa. And I countered with, you know, you know, Sal, you say this, and that's contradicting your colleague, Adam Schefter, saying they will not trade him to an NFC team. And, and then all of a sudden, Sal countered back, D-Gun. If Tampa Bay is that team that's willing to give Green Bay two first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers, Whatever that notion is goes out the window. If you can get two first-round picks, they would have three first-round picks in this year's draft. Their one pick right now is at number 15, which is a really good spot. Right, right. So you have three first-round picks, and Tampa Bay had a losing record, so you're going to have probably two of the top 20 picks in the draft. Mm. And I said, you know what? You can't argue that point if, if that's the case. You know, he, he said teams say things all the time on the surface, or they'll leak stuff out and do the complete opposite based on what they can get out there in the trade market. And I said, yeah, you're right. I've seen it happen too many times. And so even though that report is out there, Sal says, don't be surprised if Tampa's his final destination. Like, okay. wow. 
Well, all right. Keep that store that one, you know, you know, right there for sure. Um, this is fascinating. So uh, Andrew Marshawn, who is uh, who does a really good job with media stuff. He's always got the latest. He's always he's got a very good podcast. Uh, he, he writes for the New York Post, the sports, sports media stuff. Uh, had a story that CBS executives were so concerned with Tony Romo's approach, preparation, delivery, the whole night. They essentially held like an intervention for him to try and what? get him back on track. <laughs> what? Yeah, seventeen million a year to have an intervention with him uh, instead of just saying, "Hey, dude, get your act together." But uh, yeah, that actually apparently happened. And there hasn't been any kind of denials yet from from Romo or CBS. So, what? what come on, man! I know what, what what is happening here. What? What are we doing? Seventeen mil a year. Yeah, and you got a pro, bro. You're not telling me nothing. I'd make it all happen, bro. All of it happened. Hey man, for for seventeen million, I'm dancing on top of a stadium every week. Same here. I got a, I got adrenaline. <laughs> I got adrenaline. I knew I never knew existed for seventeen million. Mm-hmm. You know what they say? Fake it if you can't make it. Yep. <laughs> man, I'd be I'd be so pumped up. I'd be like Gus Johnson five every Sunday. I don't care if I was calling a Houston a Houston Texans game every week. I would be the most enthusiastic analyst sitting in a booth for seventeen million over the next ten years. Are you exactly. kidding me? Like, can you imagine making that kind of money and you're not putting the work in? Like, that's what? a disgrace. What? It's an absolute disgrace. It absolutely is, bro. It doesn't make sense to me. What? I. Come on, man. Come on. It just doesn't make sense. You're making that much money. And you just can't go in and do a little bit more studying. Yeah, do your research, man. You got all week. Dig in, dig into exactly. whatever game you have, and 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 put in the work. I just and here we are fighting, scratching, and clawing, but because we're not quarterbacks, yeah, it's crazy. You know, we're not getting it. Yep, it is crazy, man. It is, hey, crazy. man. Dude, first of all, what corporation do you know would call an intervention for an employee making seventeen million? You'd be cut on the spot. Secondly, as the employee got cut, my intervention would be going to a psychiatrist and trying to figure out how I screwed this up. That would be an <laughs> right. intervention. Right. I'd be going, hey, you call an intervention for a dude making 17 million? Yeah. No, there's no intervention. Right, look, no, excuse all, me. All what? I have to do is call you two. <laughs> hey, look. I'll make it $10 million a year. Hey, D Gun, I can't get it straight. Boy, you be- <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll be like, Rob, yeah. Rob, Rob would be like, what? <laughs> Barrett, I'd be like, is you stupid? Oh my god. <laughs> You're making 10 million. Is you stupid? I know. I know. Oh my god. Um, all right. So I started I I, I I was doing something else and I started really just kind of looking at the the I was just looking at the NFC because I was trying to figure out actually, you know, quarterback spots and landing spots and all that kind of stuff with, with, with the NFC. But it really, it gets you to think when you look around how good a shape the Eagles are in. And I know they have all those free agents, but you got Dallas with Jerry Jones still running things with Mike McCarthy in charge, now calling plays, and with Dak Prescott, Mr. Mr. Interception. You have the Giants who, yeah, look like they're on the right path, but, you know, we'll see. Washington still has Daniel Snyder. They still don't have a quarterback. Minnesota proved to be a total fraud. Detroit's getting better for sure. We'll see. Aaron Rodgers almost certainly out of Green Bay. 
Chicago was a three-win team last year. The Bucks are into like makeover situ- city over there. Panthers don't have a quarterback. Saints don't have a quarterback. Atlanta, eh, you know, eh. San Francisco, total questions about the quarterback, despite how good they are defensively. Seattle, <laughs> is that going to keep up with Geno Smith? The Rams on their on the on the wrong side of this thing, and the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Things are looking really good for mm-hmm. the Eagles in mm-hmm. the NFC. If you look at it from that perspective, you could even you could tie it into the quarterbacks, or you could just look at organizational structure. Mm-hmm. They're looking real good. Yeah, Cap wise, everything wise. Yeah. Well, right now they're what like about four million over the cap. What is it? They'll clear out a lot of space to do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, I know how knowing Howard Roseman is going to start with asking certain veterans to take restructured deals to free right. up more cap space. Then they're going to have to make some hardcore decisions. And there's going to be a wow factor in there somewhere in terms of a player we think the Eagles are going to keep, and they just can't keep them because somebody's going to pay them money Eagles aren't willing to pay or can't pay for that particular position because they feel another position is more important. But the fact that they're sitting here with two first-round draft picks and loaded with the talent that they have right now, and you look at the core of their offense, the, the offense is almost intact for next season. Yep. You know, that's not a bad place to be in. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're not in a, bad a real place. good space right now, man. Well, Despite what that knucklehead Jerry Jones said on his radio show see, about the Eagles the following suit like the Rams. What is he thinking? He, I don't know. He, man. he doesn't understand. Like, he just doesn't know what's going on. That's what it is. Bro. All these guys came in on one-year deals, with exception right. of uh, AJ Reddick. Right, right. The rest of them are one-year deals. Yeah. Yes. So how do you figure? How do, how's he saying that? We're not a salary, salary cap hell. No. You know what I'm saying? We're not even close to that. You guys are. They definitely yeah. are. Oh my goodness, yes. And, and this is a destination spot, right? As you mentioned, all the all the free agents who wanted to come here, even was he uh, for a year. You're going to be able to get guys that are just going to want to come here, maybe on the cheap a little bit, on prove it sort of contracts to maybe have a chance to win this offseason. So you may exactly. be able to replenish some of this with with free agents out there. Well, that's what Sue, Sue and Joseph, right? They're ring chasing. Yep, absolutely. You can ring chase when you when you have an organization that's going to be one of the upper echelon, who has a quarterback, who has an offense, best offensive line. Guys come here because they want a ring chase. Sue said the only reason he came here because he need to find him. He, he, he need to get another ring for his other son. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No, mm-hmm. not at all. He's paid his dues. He has the right to go where he wants to go. Absolutely. He made the best business decision he could. I mean, the dude was retired. Think about it. The dude was retired. And all of a sudden, the Philadelphia Eagles, and you, you don't think he's watching football and looking at this team like everybody else out there? Not mm-hmm. at all. He said, hey, man, I only got to play a little bit more than half a season. I got a good shot if I go here getting another ring. Why wouldn't you take that opportunity? I don't know. It's, it's simple. The, the math is simple. Eagles, ring. Yep. One plus one equals two. I, mm-hmm. Come on, man. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, I hear you. you. Know? And, it's, it, and I, I don't – what is Jerry talking about? He, does, he doesn't know. It. It's, it told, it, it's why the, his organization has run so poorly because he doesn't understand what's happening inside of his place and outside of his place. No, like, yeah, he definitely doesn't. The Eagles' approach is so polar opposite to what the Rams are doing. In fact, just last year, the GM acquired the 10th overall pick. Yep. They're not just 
throwing draft picks away. I mean, I don't know. He's, yeah, I told you the best way to handle Jerry is that his son, Stephen, they should lock him in the office from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., slide him his meals under the door. You know, Like solitary confinement. Yeah. You know his office is big enough. It has his own private gold-plated bathroom, so he doesn't have to worry about bathrooms. You know what? Don't let him out. Don't let him near a microphone. Don't let him near a TV camera. Don't let him until after 5 or 6 p.m. when everybody's driving home from work and miss half of what he says. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the best way to deal with Jerry, man. He's 80 years old. You, you can strong arm Steven. You can strong arm me now. You can take him. I know he pays your salary and, and, and you know and your wife and your grandkids' salary. I get it. He ain't going to take that money away from you. Plus, if he did, you got enough money. You can find another executive job. Yeah. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Plain and simple. All right, let's get a quickie in here. We'll come back. Dan Coop from Sport Trade is going to join us. A lot to talk to Dan about. Looking forward to it. And he's got a uh, he's got a big announcement too. Uh, my my sources are telling me. So we'll we'll, we'll see what that's all about uh, when we return. Don't go anywhere. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles 
Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. everybody thanks for hanging out with us on this friday the second to last friday before super bowl 57 between the eagles and the chiefs he's Derek gunn he's barrett brooks i'm rob ellis we're joined each and every friday at this time by the man himself dan coop dan coop is the director of content for sport trade you can follow him on twitter at sport trade coop k-o-o-b what's happening dan gentlemen what's going on i apologize for the gaudy background and we may have another one too but you're giving we're giving away twenty grand, twenty thousand dollars. There you go. Promo. All right, I mean, let's hey. hear it, man. You, you could watch a guy try to kick a field goal at halftime for a chance to win like five bucks, uh, or you could try to win twenty grand here at Sport Trade. So how do we I mean, do it? Real toss up. Literally, all you have to do is download Sport Trade, and every ten dollar bet on the Super Bowl is an entry up to a hundred entries. We're going to pick uh, five winners the day after the Super Bowl. So we're giving away twenty grand. You could win four just like that. Or you could donate it to the Help D Gun Move to San Diego Foundation. There we go. You could do that too. I'm you just saying. That too. Just throw so it out there, bro. If you're watching this right now, do it so you can help Gunner move out of the Northeast. The guy spent most of his life in the in the Midwest, Midwest Northern Northeast. Midwest, and the Northeast. Let's get this guy in some flip flops. Come on, poor guy. Bro, I, I, I'm not trying to hear that. He gonna stay here. I'm, I'm gonna be cold. He gonna be cold. I hear you. There it you is. don't see me going anywhere. I'm right, right. Too. It's cold out today, too. Guys. You ain't going nowhere. It's freezing oh, here. You're going to freeze here with me. You're not going to California. Misery no loves way. company, Barry. <laughs> right, exactly. You guys say you're my friends, man. I can't believe this. <laughs> hey, that, so that's awesome, Dan. All you need to do oh, is man. place any kind of wager on the Super Bowl, and you're essentially in, in a pool, right? I mean, basically, and just. Yeah, that's incredible, man. You're in, and we're going to pick this. So we're doing a, uh, a live trading event uh, right outside Rutgers uh, campus. Uh, in Piscataway, nice. uh, the Monday after the Super Bowl. So we're going to pick the wow. winners then, and then we will live trade. It's a great NBA slate that night, so we're going to live trade the NBA that night. We also, again, keeping with the promos here, uh, new accounts get twenty bucks for free. Just sign up. We'll give you twenty bucks. You can use the app for free. Okay. Awesome. Let's talk. Let's talk props. I'm I'm done shilling. I'm done. Well, shilling I, I, first thing I want to ask you is before we get the props, the the lines moved about a point, right? It it was two and a half. I know what happened initially where it was Kansas City, but then it really settled on the Eagles minus two and a half, Dan. And, and over the last day or so, it's moved back uh, to the Eagles one and a half. So it, it, is is that your sense that there's a lot more action KC-wise, just kind of generally? Yeah. So again, on Sport Trade, we actually don't move our lines once they're right. posted. So we just move the price. So the price for the Eagles minus two and a half is plus 111, which is $47 per share. So yes, that means that the market is kind of moving away from that. Uh I, I still like this price. I, I mean, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm just like a, a too much of a of a fan. But I think the Eagles win this game by ten plus. Mm. I really do. You know, Gunner and I were texting about this yeah. earlier in the week. Yeah. Uh, just the way this matchup plays out, everything the the Kansas City struggles with defensively is what the Eagles excel at. 
So to me, th this is a great uh, a matchup. I mean, if anything, the, the most difficult strength on strength matchup was the team they just played, and they were down to their fourth quarterback. Mm. So, I mean, how lucky are the birds, right? But yeah. in this matchup, as long as they can handle Chris Jones, which his offensive line has proven repeatedly to be able to handle standout one-off players, especially you know, in the front seven, this is the perfect recipe to be a cousin of the Kansas City uh, Tampa Bay Super Bowl, in my opinion, which was mm. a drubbing, 31-9. Yep. Um, so to me, and we have uh, Eagles minus six and a half is plus two thirteen. That's thirty one dollars and fifty cents per share. Uh, I've already jumped all over that. Um, and then again, Eagles minus two and a half is forty seven dollars per share, which is plus one eleven. So you know, plus money all around on this game. I think the Eagles win their second Super Bowl in six years. Dan, in your best estimation, how much do you expect the money to to fluctuate like a roller coaster? Starting next week, when everybody's reporting on scenarios and practices, who's practicing, who's not practicing, who's who's in is not expected, who's out, so on and so forth. Do you, do you expect to see a lot of fluctuation in the money? Yeah, I think it's going to be very similar, Gunner, to what we saw last week with Patrick Mahomes, which okay. is once people start to see him on the practice field, once the, that B-roll starts to come out, mm. people are going to say, oh, he's okay, he's, he's all right. And then the money's mm. going to come in on the Chiefs. So actually, when the market opened up on Sport Trade, Eagles were about 56, 57 percent, uh, $56 per share to win. Um, okay. And now it's at 53.5, which is minus 117. The Chiefs have continued to creep up. They're at $48 per share, which is plus 106. So the money's already starting to come in on the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, Rob, you know, the line's already gone from two and a half to one and a half. So, you know, those like good vibes. And once people see him walking around, Mahomes, that is, walking around on media day and everything like that, I think you're going to see the same exact thing that happened last week happen this week or in the next week, rather, uh, which is a lot more Chiefs money coming in. And what's interesting is the Eagles are getting, in my opinion, pretty disrespected in the national discourse, especially Nick Sirianni right now, which mm -hmm. I love. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm actually happy that you're going to be able to get the Eagles at somewhat of a discount here, I think, by kickoff. Nice. Nice. I love it. Well, tell us then. Tell, let's talk a little props, man. What, 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 what do yeah. we have? What's going on? Uh, so I was just chatting with Xander. Uh, we can flip over the screen. That way I can uh, I can go full screen. Oh, beautiful. Thank Perfect. you, Xander. Look at uh, that. So wow. if you guys can see that, so you can see me. We've got the Sport Trade app here yep. on the right. Let me go into our players' props. We just posted these. So what does everybody love, guys? Everybody loves anytime touchdowns, right? Yeah. But on Sport Trade, you can actually take someone to not score a touchdown as well. So okay, oh that's think, cool. Okay. So if you think, hey, you know what, Jalen Hurts <laughs> is injured. I don't think they're going to run him up the middle. I think his shoulder is really bugging him. You see here, it's a little pixelated, perhaps. Um, so Jalen Hurts to score a touchdown is plus one hundred eight forty seven five per share. For him not to score a touchdown is just minus one thirty five. So that's fifty seven dollars per share. Again, you don't have to lay an entire share price. You could bet a dollar if you really wanted to. And that goes for everybody. So we've got Miles Sanders. Um, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard. Here's my favorite one. These two. And I'll, I'll pull back the kimono a little bit. Um, I told our market makers we have to have these two on here. Boston Kenny Scott. Gainwell, Boston okay. Scott. Mm -hmm. Because if you obviously if you watch this Eagles team, you know Boston Scott, in a lot of ways, is their goal to go running back. Yep. Um, and he's just $17 per share to score a touchdown. Ooh, that's four seventy eight. Wow. That's a good deal, man. That's a great deal. So I, I fully plan on, if you haven't already, downloading Sport Trade, get the free 20 bucks, and then deposit 10. Put 10 bucks on, on Boston Scott here. Well, let's show you. If you just put 10 bucks on Boston Scott, that'll return $47.84, and you have a chance to win in our $20,000 sweepstakes. Mm. So there's a good deal there. 
Um, and then you've got the Chiefs, right? Patrick Mahomes to score a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, which uh, to me is there's a lot more value on the no than the yes. Um, I have to imagine coming into this game that they're going to say, we're not going to let Kelsey beat us. We're going to let everybody else beat us, considering how beat up that wide receiver core is. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So we get into some of the other ones here. A Philadelphia defensive or special teams touchdown. Uh, those are very popular props as well. A Kansas City defensive or special teams touchdown. This one I really like too. Will any player score two plus touchdowns? Two plus. Mm. And at minus 203 to the yes. So in my mind, that's hard to do, right? So yeah. I think the no at plus 157, uh, which is $38.50 per share. Uh, is a great bet. Again, even if you just wanted to throw 20 bucks on that, if you can see that, that's a $31.31 return. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted to buy a full uh, share, again, as we call them, one share, that's $60.27 per share that you would get back uh, on that. We do charge a 2% commission on profitable trade. Some other fun ones. Will an offensive lineman score a touchdown? <laughs> probably not. It's only $3.50. I'd probably skip that guy. Uh, will there be a 60 yard catch or run? Ooh. Yes. is only $24 and 50 cents. Just put it mm. out. Uh, another one I really like, and I'm curious for your all, th your, your guys thoughts on this. Will Jalen hurts lead the game in rushing? Yes. Is plus three Oh two. It's $24 and 50 cents per share. Wow, I, think the, I think the main competition for this one is Isaiah Pacheco. I don't think it's on the Eagles. Uh, I would agree with you. I would agree okay. with that. Yep. I would agree with that. Um, I, yeah, I just, I don't know what the, his health condition, if they're going to have him running and he ran an okay amount last week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing with some of these, they're likely not to happen, but if you just drop a little bit on them, the payoff's so big, Dan, that's the thing. Yeah. Right. The payoffs are really big. Um, and again, because they're a two-sided market, right? A lot of places, I would say any sports book doesn't support two-sided markets, right? You can either bet yes, they'll score or you can't bet. Um, so the two-sided market provides a lot of value. This one is interesting. Uh, the Kelsey brothers, which will, will there be more of receptions or penalty yards? Mm. That's when we cooked up in the lab. Uh, I don't know if I would take that one regardless. Oh, I'd, say, <laughs> I, I'd say reception. If I was a big man, I'd say receptions. Yeah. I, you know, Kelsey, uh, our Kelsey doesn't usually get flagged for too many things, but you no. know, one hold, and that swings a completely different direction. Yeah, uh, yeah. Will Philadelphia go for more first downs than Kansas City? That, that one seems wow. completely assured, right, considering the way Sirianni coaches this team. The yes is only minus 147, so $59 per share. Again, you don't have to lay 59. Let's say you wanted to put 20 bucks on that. Whoop, we're in contracts, or we're in shares, rather. Let's say you wanted to put 20 bucks on that. That returns 13.62. Not a bad trade. A I lot love of people, that one, by the way. A lot I of people that. just want to bet flat rates. Some people want to put 20 bucks down. Uh, you win $168 for that one. Mm. So I really like that one. Uh, both these are good. Convert, I like these props, man. I, in yeah. general. Yeah. Both teams to convert a fourth down, both teams to convert or attempt rather a two-point conversion. Uh, will a two-point conversion be successful? Probably, I actually kind of like that one at $27.50. You never know who's going to be playing catch-up, or you never know if Nick Sirianni is just going to decide the hell with it. Let's go for two, yeah. uh, like he did against the Giants, which I still don't understand. Yeah. Um, either team to miss an extra point, that was a great one. Actually, the first prop in sport trade history was, will the Cowboys miss an extra point? Brett Maher, after he missed four in the wild card round, of course, missed the first one. So a ton of people. We had tons of people 
make money on that one. And it was only priced at 20. So people made $80 for every share uh, of that bet. And then will there be a safety? Uh, yes, is priced at $8. So all kinds of opportunities here on the sport trade uh, markets. If you want to flip back, Xander, um, on do, do you uh, on, dip on into do you dip into like Rihanna uh, songs or dresses? Yeah. You know, coin, all that crazy coin flips and all <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Are we going there? Uh, we well, first of all, apologies for the microphone. Sorry, Gunnar. I didn't realize I was I was crackling. Um, so mm-hmm. I think uh, no. For right now, we're not getting okay. into the Rihanna markets. We're not getting into those. But uh, we do have those game specific ones. You know, we're actually the first company that's an exchange to actually ever put out props. Right. So the fact that we've got 25 of them right now. No, that's great. Of two weeks is, is that's pretty incredible. Yeah. yeah. So those are the ones that are a ton of value. Again, hop into the props market. You can basically do it for free. We're giving you 20 bucks just to sign up. And then uh, if you place a $10 bet, you're entered into the $25. Here's one for sets. you. Yeah. I don't know if you have it in there, Dan, but odds that Barrett goes to White Castle in Glendale, Arizona. I would, say, <laughs> I would be all over that. That one, that's going to be a bet that I load up on. There's a 99.9. That one's trading at 99.9. Uh, <laughs> you, get a, you get a cent back when that one hits. <laughs> Barrett, your thoughts? You're, you're muted, dude. You're muted. That's 100%. 100%. Okay. No question about that. That's no the question. biggest lock we've ever seen. <laughs> you have to be a big imposing figure to wear that, that hoodie in Arizona Super Bowl week. You know, I couldn't no. pull that off. Bro, I'm not wearing uh, anything but um, flip flops, t shirts, and flip flops, and shorts, and everything else, bro. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm living a life when I get down there, bro. I'm living a life. I'm not even wearing a hat. I might wear a sun hat. That's what I'll do. I'll wear a sun hat. Just for you, D-Gun. There you go. Just for what, you, what, D-Gun. What a nice gesture. Always looking out. <laughs> Always looking out, man. Oh, oh my, my goodness. God. I wear well, sunglasses, too. <laughs> I can't wait to see his live shots. I, oh I need I need atmosphere. I need I need you somewhere. Like I said, mm. I need you near a cactus or something. <clears throat> I'm going to have, have coyotes and scorpions in my background. Yes. I need yes. you floating on some like a inflatable flamingo that would be in awesome. someone's <laughs> Airbnb pool one day yes. with a pina colada as you're talking about front seven. Oh, that might That's not be good. A pina colada in a, in a, a double cheese white castle that might not work together, but. <laughs> Yeah. We're gonna try it though. Yeah. Oh my that's, god. That's that's a live shot for the real for those right. in the industry. That's, that's when you were put on your audition tape. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god. All right. Yeah. So Dan, all the people need to do is download the app and you know, pretty simple. You you place a wager and you're in, man. You're that's in it. ten bucks, right? That's it. That's all you gotta do. If you're in New Jersey, uh if even if you're in Philly, come on over the bridge, grab a cup of coffee and just download the app. We have a ton of people doing it. Yeah. Uh, we still have the $300 risk-free bet, and I've actually been reached out to on Twitter by a bunch of customers who said, yeah, I drove across the bridge, grabbed a cup of coffee at, at Starbucks or Wawa or whatever, got my $300 risk-free bet, and I was good. It went back home. Wow. So nice. feel free to do it. I do have nice. a question before, before I go yeah. to you guys. Obviously, you guys are, are the epitome, uh, the top of the mountain here in uh, Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio, so you have the ear of the fan. Hmm. Do you feel like people are – more or less excited this year as opposed to 2017 because we've already seen the Super Bowl. Just curious. I, I think they're a question. I think they're a little less. Dan, if I'm being honest, if I'm being yeah. honest, they're a little bit less. Yeah. Um, not that they're spoiled, mm. but it was so satisfying 
with who they beat and winning it for the first time, you know, first Super Bowl. And be clear, I know they won in sixty, but for the first time in fifty-seven years, that I think there's a, 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 a there's a little less uh, intensity, if you will, hmm. uh, for this. At least right now, that's the way I felt this first week. I wonder no, no, if that no. has to do with just them just being. They were such an underdog against the Patriots, right? It was kind of like house money. They were underdog. Foles was playing, and now like they're such a wagon. Like they just crush everybody. I wonder yeah. if it's. I wonder if it's like a little uh, hubris almost. I yeah. think I, I think it falls in the category, Dan. Of a lot of people didn't expect expect that team at seventeen to even make it because of all the prominent players they lost just to get there. And they were the underdogs against Atlanta, against Minnesota, and obviously against the Patriots. And I think the wow factor back then is much greater than it is now. As we watched this team evolve, it just maintained its consistency. Had a couple of hiccups along the way, but like we talked about, two of the three losses were without the franchise quarterback. So we got spoiled with this team, and they kept providing numbers that really left us speechless in a lot of ways. The sacks three players over a thousand yards, Jalen Hurts being in a consistent conversation as MVP. But that team in 017, you lose a franchise quarterback, a future Hall of Fame left tackle, a future Hall yeah. of Fame special team player, your best middle linebacker, and they didn't get worse. They got better. The more right. people they lost, they got better. You know, so I think the wild factor was greater back then. I, well, I think also, I think Dan make a good point too about how they've just steamrolled a lot of teams. Sorry back. Right, right. You're right, you're right. Absolutely. So that's that's what I was about to say. The expectation has been there for a lot longer right now because of what they did during the during the um, beginning of the season, towards the middle of the season. And the way they finish it up, you know, they still – the expectations are there. All right, they're going to get there regardless of what, you know, what has happened, of course, over the past three games. They're still going to get there. I, I was reminded this week that they were uh, like a two-and-a-half-point dog against Minneapolis – five years ago it's just hilarious thinking about that now Mm. i mean were they were they a dog against atlanta too at home do do you remember yes atlanta yes they were they were underdogs against atlanta i believe they were underdogs underdogs because they rode that they rode that underdog thing throughout the playoff they were underdog the last four games yeah wow it's unbelievable the last four games they were underdogs that's that's incredible i mean the fact i mean that Vikings team, it feels like the Vikings have been overinflated for two decades. Oh Every time they come to town, they're they're not nearly as good as the public perception. Although this right. year, I think people kind of had them pegged. This yeah. Year. yeah, yeah, that's it's yeah. true, man. It's true. Dan, looking forward to next week, man. We we we, we will preview that Super Bowl. I can't wait. Same time next Friday, man. And again, just download the Sport Trade app, and you can win. 20 grand also yeah. on there now there are all kinds of unbelievable prop bets too so you got you got to get on this now get get on it and you can follow dan at sport trade Coob on twitter he's the director of content just download the app at sport trade underscore app dan we appreciate it brother good talk hey, man. as always i mean i just can't wait to talk to you one week from today to find out how the money has moved from today to next friday i'm, I'm just fascinated with how yeah, that, the that proverbial roller coaster will go between now and then right. once stories start coming out from Arizona. Hmm. I'll prepare some charts for you, Gunner. Good. We'll have them, I we'll have them ready. Them. We'll have them ready. Them. We'll have your ROI up on the screen. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll blow it out. We'll do it up. Love it. All right, Dan. Oh, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate, Appreciate you, bro. It. Yep. That is Dan Kobe. Joins us each and every Friday. All right. Let's hit some uh let's hit some birthdays, guys. Let's hit some birthdays today. Mentioned we, we, we I just to reiterate, swing back to this. You Gunner, you talked about him a little bit earlier. Fran Tarkenton is 83 today. Woo. I can't believe Fran Tarkenton is 83. What is that? Um uh, crazy, crazy. 
Uh, Isla Fisher, the actress, is 47. Wedding Crashers and a bunch of other stuff uh, as well. Uh, Warwick Davis is 53 years old today. Morgan Fairchild. From Willow. Yeah, from Willow. Uh, Willow and, and Leprechaun 1, 2, and 3. He's a good yeah. actor. Yeah. He's good. I, I I I watched one Leprechaun and I said, "Yeah, I don't think we need more, a three. More, more hours, more hours. I'm never gonna get back in my life. That's it. I know. <laughs> do it." Um, Morgan Fairchild is 73 today. Rob, uh, Blake, would you put her in strong category? Um, yeah, I get. I'm never a huge, huge fan, but yeah. What? What? I mean, in her day, yeah. In her day. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Morgan Fairchild? Yeah. Strong. Yeah. 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 Uh, Blake, <laughs> Blake Danner, who is uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's mother. She was in, she's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, Meet the Falkers and, uh, you know, a bunch of other, you know, this talking about later in her. She was, she started in a lot of stuff back in the day. Yeah. She's Philly been around native. a long time. Philly native. Yeah. yeah. She went to Penn. She's a Penn yeah. uh, graduate. Yeah. Sean Kingston, the uh, rapper, singer, entertainer, hip-hop artist, uh, yep. 33 today. Um, Nathan Lane, the actor, is 67 years old. Birdcage, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, yep. A lot of, hot, lot of um, Broadway stuff for him as well. Uh, Norman Rockwell, the great painter. Yep. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 1894. Man, his, his stuff is unreal. Yeah, it it's is. It's unreal. If you ever get a chance to check it out. The actress Mara Tierney, she's always good. Everything she's in, she's 58 today. Um, Amal Cooney, who is George Clooney's wife, she's a entertainment or not entertainment. She's a lawyer and does a bunch of other stuff for civil rights for folks. She's 45 today. Uh, Joey Bishop, the actor entertainer, uh, I think he's a Philly guy too. Born on this day in 1918, uh, Vladi Divac, who was traded for Kobe Bryant. Uh, one of the great heists in the history of uh, the NBA draft by uh, Jerry yep. West. Did He's you 55. know? Did you know? Did you know yep. that Vladi is one of only seven players in the history of the NBA? Thirteen thousand points, three thousand assists, nine hundred rebounds, and fifteen hundred blocks. Wow! Damn. Yeah, you know what? He had a really yeah. good career, and it, it, I yep. guess a little bit of his overshadowed because of the Kobe trade. But he was a good yep. player. He was a good player. He was one of the first really uh, big European player names that succeeded in the NBA. He was on that first wave uh, of the guys who came over back in the day. Um, who else? Bob Greasy is yep. 78 years old. Bob mm. Greasy, uh, who was a uh, quarterback on two Super Bowl champions for Miami, including the, the undefeated team in 72. Of course, his mm. son is the quarterback's coach for the 49ers, Brian Greasy. Yeah, I played with uh, Brian for a little bit. Yeah, uh, Henry Heimlich, who uh, who was the the man who invented the Heimlich maneuver, was born on this day in 1923. <laughs> so there you go. That's a something to know. You know, Heimlich on your ass, be gone. Come on. <laughs> what? 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 Can we just all get along? <laughs> can, we, can we just all get along? Now you want to hurt me again? <laughs> yeah, he's trying to save you. He's worried about you. He ain't trying, uh, let me tell you something. Don't ever make yeah. the mistake he's trying to save me. That ain't ever going to happen. <laughs> I, I, I would, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So uh, any other birthdays that I omitted that I missed here? You said oh, Fran Tarkenton, right? Yeah, 83. Yeah. 83 yeah. for us. Uh, um, there's a bunch. Actually, uh, Tyler Hunter. 
Huntley, Tyler oh, Huntley. Okay. Quarterback. He's he's uh 25. Pro bowler. Yeah, exact pro. That's why I was it. Keith Elias, man. Real good running back, man. I think Harvard guy. He's okay. 51. James White. He's 31. Yep. yep. Uh um, can't believe he's not playing. Uh Velotti Wallace. Biggie's mom. Oh. Okay. It's her birthday. It's never good to say a one a woman's. No, just it's her birthday. Yeah, it's yeah. her birthday. Yep. And you guys said uh Stefan um uh Hottie. Hot was it? No. Stefan Hottie from I mean Stefan McCotty. He's 76. He okay. was in 300 and in the watchman, the oh, old yeah. gentleman. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a good yeah. actor. Good yeah. actor. He's in a lot really of good he's actor. been in a yeah. lot of stuff for a long yeah. time. Yep. So yeah. All right. Stephen McCotty. Okay. Uh, we also dinner? got uh yeah, we got uh, Maitland Ward. She's 46 from the movie White Chicks, which was hilarious as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Uh, I'm a big fan of this artist, Daddy Yankee, 46. Great artist. <laughs> uh, matter of fact, says he's uh, retiring after the current tour he's on right now. Oh, wow. So he's 46. Uh, we have uh, Victor Bono, who was actually King Tut in the old Batman TV series from the 1960. Oh, I King remember Tut. him. Yeah. yeah, for three seasons. We have uh, Michael... Semino, who's a director, uh, director of The Deer Hunter, which won five Academy Awards. Oh, wow. uh, let's see who else we got. Shelly Berman, a comedian, 92. Uh, Keith Gordon, who was in Jaws 2, Dressed to Kill, and the movie Christine, About the Possessed Car, 62. Kerry yes. yep. Von Erich of the uh, Von Erich Brothers Wrestling. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, uh, he's 30. Oh, he, 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 he was 33 when he passed. Uh, Dennis Edwards, who was one of the lead singer, singers of The Temptations, uh, was 74. Uh, we also have, uh, my goodness, Elijah Pitts, the great running back, okay. was 60 years, 60 years old. Howard Greenley, who founded the New York Tribune and also mm-hmm. helped found the uh, Republican Party back in 1854. Wow. Um, Emil Griffith, who won uh, titles in three different boxing weights. Yep. And Pretty Boy Floyd, the gangster. gangster. Who yes. was uh, taken down in 1934? All right, all right. Uh, if you have yeah. any movies, get them in because we're up against it. Got anything? I don't have no. any. Uh-oh. None. No movies. Uh, no. When a stranger calls from 2006, I love that movie, Good which was dumb because I'm not standing answering the phone call every time somebody blows into a phone. I'm not doing <laughs> it. Okay. Shanghai Nights, uh, uh-huh. 2003, and a tearjerker of a movie, Homeward: The Incredible Journey from 1993. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Here we go. Uh, We're back Monday. Everybody have a great weekend. Thanks for hanging with us. Want to thank our producer, Xander Krause, all of you in the chat section, all of you streaming, all of you listening. Of course, don't go anywhere. You got three hours coming up with Dan Cilio on the national football show. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you same time Monday. We appreciate you. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are sports take. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.